Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ask Daydon Advice Mondays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. It's good to have you guys here with me tonight. Uh, we have a pretty good topic. Uh, tonight we're going to be discussing an issue that was specifically asked for me to address uh, by one of the young women who I work with privately through counseling. Uh, and that topic tonight is, you know, we I'll just you know set it up a little bit and preface it. You hear in today's society many women saying uh, when it comes to their love lives, when it comes to, uh, you know, being single or being in love and, and, and seeking happiness, many of them say, well, I am waiting on the Lord, okay? I'm waiting on God. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm waiting. And we want to talk about that tonight. Um, unfortunately, in today's society, that is not enough. Okay, I want to be clear about that. Waiting on God obviously is um, it's good, but there are things that you need to be doing while you are waiting. There are things called uh, that go into the preparation process. So tonight's topic is preparing yourself while you are waiting on the Lord. One of the things the Bible says is, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of God. So we're going to talk a little bit tonight about what that means, what that looks like. What does the Bible mean? What does God mean when he refers to a good thing? Because see, there are a lot of not-so-good women out here who are waiting on the Lord. They are not they are not working on themselves. They are not dealing with past hurt and pain. They're not dealing with the resentment, the bitterness, a lot of times the attitude that is a result of growing up without a father. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that go into that. You know, many of them, while they're waiting, they have a friend to keep them company while they wait on the Lord. And that is not the biblical definition of a good thing. That's not a man's definition of a good woman. So I think that there's, you know, it, it, this is a show that's a long time uh, coming because so many women out there, and I, I mean, I can't count how many times I personally have heard women say, I'm waiting on the Lord. But it's like, what are you doing? Okay, what are you doing in the meantime? You know, Courtney and I have been watching, uh, uh, we've been watching Lost. You know what I'm saying? I gotta put her on to that. So she's been catching up on the, you know, on the reruns just like I have, and it revolves around, uh, you know, a, a group of people who are stranded on an island. Now, you know, obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, one of the probably best shows, one of the, you know, in the history of television. But there's a lot that goes into what they were doing while they were waiting to be rescued. They were very proactive in trying to get off the off the uh, the island. You understand that? It's not enough to just wait. So I want to talk tonight. Um, you know, talk about some other stuff as well, but some very specific things um, in regards to what you can do to prepare yourselves while you're waiting. Um, also, uh, we're going to talk about some. Uh, we're going to do some advice questions. Obviously, we have some great Ask Daydon advice questions because it's Monday, so we're going to touch on those. Some great uh, debates that were, um, you know, put into the uh, the, the friends group, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight. Courtney, what's up with you? You ready to have uh, a little have a good time? Yeah, I am. How are you? I am doing well. I mentioned Lost. Where are you at? Have you surpassed me? What what episode are you on? Probably 12. For ep- season 4, episode 12. All right, cool. I'm about to finish the uh, the fourth season and get into the fifth uh. season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you all. I'm telling you all right now. If you all do not know anything about Lost, definitely check out uh, On Demand. It is, uh, it's a very good show. Let's uh, let's let's uh, first before we go any further, I gotta say thank you 
to everybody who has supported and gotten their Don't Be a Psycho uh, T-shirts. The, the tank tops that we've been talking about over the last few weeks are now available for pre-order right now. I'm telling you all right now, these are limited edition. They will not be here forever. They're here. When they're going, they're going. So go ahead to trctoday.com. Get it. People have been requesting them. So I'm just trying to I, – I just put them out there on Saturday. And the first – not forget first week sale. I'm talking about first – couple hours so people have been go ahead and, and getting them with very quickly so go ahead trctoday.com 19.99 best possible quality nice sexy tank tops got your don't be a psycho logo on it um what else free shipping anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world so go ahead and uh take advantage of that today but thank you again to all the people who bought one who bought two some people bought even three for a couple of their friends so appreciate all the love and support um, what else do we need to talk about before we jump into tonight's topics? Yeah, any uh, anything on your mind that we need to go over? Um, not that I can think of. Any any psycho reports that would need to be addressed? <laughs> no. Right. No. Now, this is. I'm gonna start off like this. This is this is Advice Monday. So you know, a young woman asked me in one of my counseling sessions. She asked me about, um, you know, what does it mean? <laughs> she said, if you call or text somebody. And they respond by, with "Who's this? What does that mean?" Go ahead, and Courtney. <laughs> please do the honors for me. That means you got deleted. They're not failing you. You need to walk away. It's a wrap. <laughs> like guys, I, don't... I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where nobody. I mean, yes, people get new numbers. People, you know, get new phones. The contacts sometimes get lost mysteriously. Different things happen, but normally, you know, that's how it goes. It's you know, who's this? Now, now this is, and we all know that we've probably most likely all done that at some point. Had to respond with who's this? I'll, my thing is, be honest about it. If you delete somebody, just tell them, hey, look, you got deleted. Now, if they want to say, oh, why are you doing it? I mean, I'll tell people straight up because, you know, I just deleted you. I didn't want your number in my phone anymore. Now, if you're cool now, if we're cool, I mean, that's cool. You can go back in the phone. But I'm not going to make myself look stupid by trying to come up with a lie for why I deleted you. No, I'm grown. I deleted you. Be a man. Be a woman. Be be honest. Keep it real. Just thank you. I mean, do you, or do you, are you one of those people, Courtney? Do you, do you well, try to make an excuse? Before, yeah, that's what I used to do. Like somebody would hit me up, and I'd be like, "Who are you?" And they tell me, "I'm like, oh man, I forgot to save your number on my phone. My fault. Knowing good and well, I did. Like that was just crazy. Or I got a new phone, and I used to make up all these excuses. But now, it is what it is. I tell you, you got deleted. It is what it is, guys. Look, this is Advice Mondays. If you have questions of your own, six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. Uh, again, we're going to be discussing just, you know, many of the things that you can do to uh, really prepare yourself to be found by love. And I'm telling you, and if you guys want to really take this to another level, you you guys know I'm here for private counseling. Courtney's here for private counseling. Call us, 855-55-DATON. Uh, email DATON at trctoday.com. Courtney at trctoday.com. Both of us, you know, obviously are really good at helping you with the preparation process. That's what I do from 8 o'clock in the morning up until 8 o'clock at night. So, you know, definitely get the ball rolling. What what you don't want to do is just sit around and wait I hear a lot of women nowadays saying, "Well, I'm just I'm done with dating. I'm taking some time off. I'm just I'm a, I'm gonna give myself two years, 
five years, ten years. I'm just going to chill. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, that's cool, but what are you going to be doing in the meantime? Because you can walk away from dating, but if you don't deal with the issues, you're still going to have the same issues. You know, you could get done running, running a marathon, and say, well, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just going to chill. I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to come home. I mean, you can do that. You can take time away, but if you don't take a shower, you're still going to smell, you know, three hours later. It doesn't matter what you do. You know what I mean? You can chill all you want. I had a, a counselor back in the day, um, one of my old teachers, he was like, yeah, some of y'all chill so much you end up frozen. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. One of the things, and we're going to do that. We're going to talk about some very specific things. Uh, but also we're going to talk about what the Bible says about it because there is a lot of, it's, it's you know, Courtney, you know this, depression is a very, 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 uh, ugly thing. It's a spirit. It's it's something sent straight from Satan, and it's the lies that many of us believe really will have an adverse effect on on your overall state of mind. Because what what happens is people have become so miserable, so depressed that they will actually try to use the Bible to justify the fact that they themselves have lost faith in God. How backwards is that? Yeah, I've seen it. I, I've definitely seen it. Um, like, for an example, people would be like, well, maybe I'm called to live the life of Paul and be single forever. Like, I've seen that a lot. I hear that all the time. That's a very popular one. Paul was single. What about these Catholics? They're single. These priests, these nuns, these Mormons, whatever the situation is, I'm like, wait a minute. Yo, do, but the, here's the thing. Do you want to be single? That's the. I mean, that's the. That's. It's not about Paul. It's not about monks or priests. These are people who have taken a vow of celibacy. You understand that? That's their choice. That's their decision. Now, if that's your decision, hey, I have no problem with that. But is that your choice? Or is that what you feel is your last option? Is that what you feel you're doing because you don't believe that there are any good men left? Had you ever thought about that, Courtney, They're adopting that way of thinking? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was like that, just um, miserable, and I just thought that, you know, love wasn't for me. You know, I even thought about, well, Maybe I shouldn't be with a man, I should be with a woman. Like, a lot of us will go there. It's crazy how the devil will really work on you if you allow him to. Right. It's the lies we believe. You understand that, guys? And that's what you got to add. Because, see, here's the thing. The Bible clearly says, and we spent a good deal of time talking about this last, what was that, Tuesday, when we talked about uh, Proverbs, excuse me, Psalms 1 verses 1 through 3 with the fellows on Barbershop Talk. A lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people are saying that was one of the best episodes that they've ever heard. So if you missed that, make sure you go back to the archives and check it out. Classic, classic show. But the Bible clearly says that when you delight yourselves in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. You understand? So that's the whole thing. That's really all you need to hear. Because unless you tell me, hey, look, I don't want love. I want to be single. Okay, and even that would be fine, but it's like, okay, what are you doing? Are you doing that to uh, to spend more time with the Lord? 
Are you doing that to, you know, to be a blessing to others, to spend your time through ministry? I mean, I, I respect that if that's the case. But don't do it based out of depression. Don't do it based out of uh, spite or bitterness or anguish or a broken heart. Don't get, your, go, don't get cheated on and have a mentality that all men are dogs, and then all of a sudden you just want to be single for the rest of your life based on what somebody else did to you. No, that's not what that's not what Paul was talking about. That's not what the Bible. The Bible doesn't say anything about that. So, and this is this show, is, and I'm just taking some time with this because I want you guys to listen to the show with an open mind. Right now, close your eyes. If you're a woman listening and you've got that, you're like, oh, I'm gonna tune into that nigga. I'm gonna hear what he gotta say because I know I want to. I'm happily single. Da, da, da. No, really, just take some time ask, and pray, and ask yourself and be real with yourself and say, God, do I? What do I want? Do I really want to be single, or am I just frustrated? It, or, you know what I'm saying, have I lost faith in you, Lord? Have I lost faith in your ability to answer this prayer? I'm listening to this show because I don't like what this guy is talking about, but at the same time, I'm listening to the show because I know he knows what he's talking about and has the answers to me finding what I ultimately want. So, Lord, please help me. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it is, that love-hate relationship that you guys have developed with me in this show. And I'm okay with that because you ha it's all about realness. And there's not a person, male male or female, listening right now. Because people who really want to be single, they're not listening right now. You know what I'm saying? They're off somewhere praying. They're off somewhere you know, on a mission trip. They're out somewhere doing something else that makes them happy. Because if love doesn't make you happy, right, you're going to find something else that makes you happy. And if listening to a show on how to prepare yourself to find love, you know, or you know, while waiting on on your on your king, well, why would you listen to that? Why would you listen to that if you're happily single? The whole point of this show right now is to help you find love. So there's no need to listen if you don't want love. If you're happily single, go ahead and log off right now. How many people do you think clicked off, Courtney? Probably, I don't know. Probably a lot. If no, you know, zero. they no zero, no zero. Well, what about the people nobody that believe the devil? Nobody, nobody clicked off right when I said that. It was rhetorical. No one clicked off. The re no, that's the whole point. They're not going to click off because they want to listen. Because they nobody. Because the, it's the whole thing. Nobody wants to be single. You know, you know that, Courtney. You know that, and I know that. That's true. Nobody. Yeah, you're right. Hey, everybody, do do yourselves a favor. Listen to this three-hour special we did on happily single. Just Google that. Somebody posted in the group, happily single. We, we're not going to talk about it tonight, but we did a whole show on specifically on women who classify themselves as happily single. Now, I am a 35-year-old man, right, and I have never, ever come across well, several things. I've never come across a man who said he's happily single, ever. Black, white, just never. Never heard a man say he was content. And I've been, I you know, I know all types of men. I'm in a fraternity, traveled across the country, across the world. Never, ever heard a man say that. The reason is because all men are looking for that special wife, okay? And they know that we are hunters, and we would never just lay down and say, you know what? I'm done. I give up. It's not in our nature. We are we are always on that hunt for Mr. Mrs. Wright. Okay. Now, 
the problem with that, so a lot of people might be saying, well, if that's the case, why do so many women say that they're happily single? Well, the reality is because deep down they realize that they are not hunters. And so if you're not a hunter, that means you are supposed to and you've been taught to just kind of sit back and wait. Well, it's kind of like the bus. You know, anybody ever waited for a bus? Well, if you're waiting for a bus, the only reason you're standing on that corner is because deep down you know that the bus is coming. It may be running a little late. It may be off schedule. But you know the bus is coming. You know it's coming. Every bus comes eventually, right? But the only the, the, the difference between the bus, you know that that's coming, Many of you, because you you trust the city of of Philadelphia, you trust the city of Chicago, New York, wherever the heck you live. You trust the city more than you trust your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just like the, the city says, hey, look, this bus is coming on a certain time based off of this schedule. Well, you've got your own schedule. It's called the Bible. But so many of you would rather trust the government and rather trust these entertainers and rather trust everything but what you should be putting your trust and faith in, which is Jesus Christ, and so you've lost faith that that man is coming. So you're standing out on that corner waiting, but deep down you know that bus ain't coming. Mm. That's deep, Courtney. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And a, and a lot of women are going to be out there. Hopefully it's not a rainy day. But the key is you got to understand, hey, look, you know what? I do trust God. I do trust you, Lord, that you will bless me with love. But there's a lot, and we're going to talk about what that, what that, what, what comes along with that. What do you have to do? What does trusting God look like? What does delighting yourself in the Lord look like? It's not as sure as heck ain't updating Facebook, talking about, oh, ain't, ain't, ain't no good men out here. All I see is niggas, but I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, now, who, well, who would want a wife of a woman with that mentality? Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow night. We're back live for Barbershop Talk. I already talked to the fellas. Everybody's ready. James, Lewis, Marv, myself, you know, a couple other guys who may call in to the barbershop. We're going to be talking about high-maintenance and, you know, high-maintenance women and and the reality of them in today's society and how we interact with them and, and what our experiences have been and really what that term means and, and, you know, how to avoid being labeled as that. We're going to talk a lot about the attitudes that accompany uh, this whole waiting process. We're going to talk about, I'm telling you, tonight's going to be a good one, but definitely tomorrow night is also going to be a good one. All right, guys, let's talk about a couple of things. I posted something. As a matter of fact, I see some calls on the line. We'll go to the phone lines in, in a few minutes, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. I'll tell you all straight up. As I always do, we don't we take all calls, we don't screen calls. It's the realest show in America, hands down. You call in, you got something to say. We don't take calls from block numbers. All you psychos who block your number uh and then call in, press not you can just hang up right now and uh you know, I'll call back, unblock the number. We're not into that 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 uh you already know what I want to call it, but I'll just refrain and say that that crazy <laughs> stuff, that psycho stuff. You know what I mean? That gay stuff. Actually, that's what I was going to say, so I just decided to go ahead and say it cuz that's what it is. Right? Can we be honest tonight? Yeah, I mean that's what it is. Can we stop fronting out here, man? It's too. Listen, somebody said, "What they know? Why do you? Uh, why do you, isn't, isn't that disrespectful to the homosexuals? No, being a homosexual is disrespectful to God. Care about no homosexuals? People, and I said the other night, people have become so concerned 
about being politically correct, they have totally lost sight of what it means to be spiritually and morally correct. I don't care about being socially correct, politically correct. I don't care about being spiritually correct and, and correct in Jesus Christ's eyes. Go read the Bible and tell me what it says about homosexuality. And then ask me, are you worried about homo- uh, offending these homosexuals? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. People will love these celebrities. They will worship these idols. But they won't, they won't even update their freaking statuses on Sunday morning to say, thank you, God, for what you've done for me. People are quiet as a church mouse on Easter Sunday, the day that, that celebrates the resurrection of Christ. People won't even say anything, but these are the same people I see in my news feeds every Thursday updating their statuses about Olivia Pope, but won't even post a scripture, won't even say a testimony about how God has blessed them. You know what I'm saying? We'll be quick to update their status about a man or a club or check in someplace, but will not say anything that is meant to be a blessing to others. That is how you get blessed with love. You don't get blessed with love by praying for it. You don't have to pray for love. God already knows you what you want. He knows the desires of your heart. But the key to it is, I even said this online, stop being afraid to uh, praise God publicly. That's how you get blessed. This show right now is how I get blessed. Me updating my status every morning with scriptures and all throughout the day is how I get blessed. Me helping women from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night is how I get blessed. You understand that? That's how you get blessed. Courtney giving counseling sessions on a Sunday is how she gets blessed. The question is, what are you doing for somebody else which is going to help you get blessed? Or are you just waiting? Let me think about that, Courtney. There's a lot, of, a lot of waiting going on, people playing the waiting game. Yeah, I used to say that. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting. And knowing I still wasn't dealing with my issues, you know, I would try to play it cool, like, oh, like I had it all together. But behind closed doors, I would, like, just be crying over whatever I was going through and not calling out to God at all and not, not even trying to work on my issues. Just thought God would just magically send me a man even though I had all the issues I had. And that's a lot of women's stories. Listen, guys, there's nothing wrong with saying that you are you're lonely, I think that you know men will respect you more because you are being honest, you're being real, you're being open. The moment you say, "Well, hmm, I'm crying myself to sleep at night," or "I'm unhappily single," I I really want love. All right, the moment you say that is the moment that, or I should say, the moment you deny that is the moment you, you, you become emotionally unavailable. You understand? Because you're at that point, you're putting up a wall. You're, you're, you're pretending. You're not being honest with yourself or with others. You're, you're presenting uh, you know, a part of you that you want others to see as opposed to what is, who is really you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what men are looking for. That's what we are searching for is love. You know what I'm saying? A love with a woman who can be honest with us and can be real with us and be transparent with us and be vulnerable with us, not someone who's guarded and, and, and has this wall up. So many of you are doing that, and it, that wall has to come down. You will be single until the wall comes down. I promise you. You can, If you guys can hear me, please, everyone listen. I said online a couple of years ago, actually, if you consider yourself to be happily single, well, then just get used to it because you'll be single. 
you ever notice how many Courtney, honestly, how many happily married women have you ever met who reminisce about the days when they were so happily being happily single? None of them. <laughs> None of them. It's nothing to be, like, jumping for joy about. Like, you do what you have to do, you know, while you're single, working on yourself. But, like, stop trying to put up this facade like it's the best thing ever as opposed to being in love, as opposed to being happily married. Like, that's the better option always. Stop fronting. You you got to be honest. You got to be honest out there, guys. And this show, it may seem a little little harsh, a little, you know, too real for you, but the words that we're saying tonight will help you in the in the long run because anyone who can say I'm trying it's only single women who say they're happily single and, uh, and to be honest with you guys it's really only single black women okay let's I mean let's not if we're going to go be real tonight we got to be real tonight because I've never heard any white women talking about that. In fact, I've only heard you know other women of other races talking about how much they would love to be in love, how much they would love to be found by Mrs. Wright. They have their little pajama parties and they cry their eyes out talking about how they want love. It's only these black women out here who have been so hurt by the by their fathers, by these men, you know, being used and abused. I can't I can't even go to the freaking drugstore. I can't even go to the supermarket. I can't even buy a pair of sneakers without the attendant looking at me and seeing their father, and I see hate in their eyes. I don't get that when I go out to the white malls. I'm with my freaking daughter. Ride around in the stroller. I'm having a great day, daddy-daughter day. Okay, hey, how you doing, sweetheart? I just want to go ahead and um, you know, pay for these real quick. Matter of fact, do you have this in a size uh, large? Mm, get hate in their eyes. Like, what the hell? Like, what's your problem? <laughs> I didn't do anything to you. I'm having a nice day with my daughter. I'm not, clearly, I'm married. I'm not. I have a daughter. My daughter with. I'm not trying to talk to you. You don't have to have a guard up with me. You have to wall up with me. You don't have to have an attitude. I don't want you. You need, you need to listen here. Take this flyer real quick. You know I don't like them weaves. You know you ain't got nothing to worry about with me, sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? Take them colors out your hair. You're straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I just want to pay for this. Pay for my goods and get out of there. These women, I mean, that's the, the problem out here. These attitudes, man. How how you expect to find love if you got an how? Listen, how you so happily single when you got an attitude? That's now that's that's a question for you right there, Courtney. Yeah. How happy are you really when you got a freaking attitude? Ninety percent of the time. I'm sorry, Courtney. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. No, just playing. <laughs> um, they're not happy. They're not happy at all. Like I see it all the time when I go out and. You know, it's just the interaction is just, like, nasty for no reason. And it's unfortunate that, like you said, a lot of times it's the black women because when I interact with white women, not even just white women, I'll say women of other races, I'll say that, it's totally different. It's just very pleasant. And it's just, like, when I interact with black women and they give me that attitude, some of them, I think, who hurt you? Like, Like, who did that to you? Like, for you to act like that, it's a shame. We need to heal. We really do. Healing is is the is the key. Okay, healing. And, again, it's, it's obvious. If you see a wounded dog walking around the street, I mean, you can't hide that. You know, the dog knows it's hurt. Somebody abused it. Somebody, you know, he, he has an attitude. He's walking around limping. He, he looks a little frail. I mean, you can – it's clear – that somebody hurt that dog. 
Now, I'm not trying to call y'all dogs, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just being honest. As clear as it is to see that do- that, that dog has been wounded, it's just as clear to see that you have been wounded in the same way. It's just as clear, ladies, when you have that attitude, when you have that walk, somebody hurt you. When you are so adamant, and it's not like people say, oh, well, you know, I'd like love, but I'm, I'm okay being sick. You don't even see that. Because I'd even be quoted that, like, okay, you kind of take a leave it or you're just kind of chilling. Doing... People, these black women, they're like adamant about being happily single. They will fight you and argue you down about how happy they are being single when in the Bible says the opposite, the exact opposite. All right, guys, so I just want to... Uh, you know, we want to we want to provide some answers tonight, and that's what we're going to do. But I just want to get some stuff off my chest. But leave those attitudes alone. I'm serious. I can't even go get some water rice. I go to the white neighborhood to get some water rice. Everybody, oh hey, sir, how you doing? Oh, that's your little baby. Da, 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 da. Oh, what would you like? Would you like a free sample today? Oh, here's some coupons. Da, da. I go to the black readers, and it's like World War Three. It's like yo. Matter of fact, got the new movie coming out, World War Z. These chicks look like zombies. That's how mad they are. You ever see the zombies out here? Just like the, with, the, with the straight faces. Like, hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Like, what the hell is what's wrong with you? What are you, a psycho? <laughs> what the heck? Yo, watch Brad Pitt's new movie, y'all, when it comes out. These chicks, that's how they be looking. Walking around like, ah, uh, like, I'm ready to destroy you. I'm just, <laughs> you know, you know, hair be all jacked up, face, make, yeah. ice, make up as, that's caked up on there. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess, but and it and it throws me off every time because I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, is this like for real? Like, it's crazy. Man. So, so again, this is that tough love. Courtney loves black women. You guys know me. I love black women. You understand that we want the best for you. I don't want the black men to have see see because I'm I'm like the therapist. Yeah, that's what I do. You understand that? Like, I, everyone wants to tell me. That's how I actually got into this. People, they just feel comfortable telling me things. Men talk to me. Women talk to me. It's like they just want to tell me things. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can't just listen without feeling like I, I want to help. I want to give advice. I want to help you. I, you know, whatever it is. I'm a problem solver. So it's like if you're telling me these things, it's like, well, okay. Well, what are you what are you doing to fix it? You know what I'm saying? So don't don't be like that. You know, we want the best for you. All right. Um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about one of the things I posted on Facebook. I said, "Ladies, if you can't find a good man, well, it's because you shouldn't be looking. You should not be looking in the first place. Focus on being the best woman that you can be, and God will bless you with the man that you've always dreamed of." I mean, to me, that seems like pretty pretty straightforward advice. You know what I'm saying? There's some psychos out there. I'm telling y'all right now, go get your shirts right now, man. Stop being psychos. If you haven't already, go get your shirts right now. Don't be a psycho at uh, shirts at trctoday.com. Get it right now. You understand that? While you're listening, while you're online, go to the website. But one of the things that they're, they're, that's going on out here is that many women have gotten to the place where they have convinced themselves that they have to make it happen on their own. They have to go ahead and find a man. You understand that, it, and that's not how it works. You it, you do not you do not find a man. You don't have to go out because that's part of a lot of women say, "Well, I'm not looking." Well, yeah, you are. You're looking when you go out 
throwing on the tights, throwing on the, the, you know, the outfits that you know show off your body parts that are going to attract a man. Because it's the same thing. If you, if you go fishing, my dad used to take us down to Virginia, and we used to go fishing. Well, if you're going fishing, what do you do? You get your fishing rod, and you put some bait on the tip of the rod. Why? So that you can attract the fish. Now, we are hunting the fish, but the way that we catch the fish is by putting the bait to attract, attract the fish. And that's what you guys are doing. So even though it may not seem like you are looking, per se, that's exactly what you're doing. You may not, you may not look at yourself as a hunter, but you're hunting. Because if you throw in something that makes that ass look fat, right, you're, attract, you're hoping to attract attention. You're hoping to attract a man. That is what hunters do. That is what fishermen do. You put the bait on the rod. The bait is that booty, right? (laughs) The bait is your breasts, is your cleavage, is that weave, which, which is very ironic because that actually repulses men, the weaves. That doesn't attract men. You know, the booty might attract men but it will only attract men for sexual purposes. So either way, it's a lose-lose situation, guys. I told you how Mondays are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We keep it extra real. Time for fun and games is over. That's something else y'all can add. The next time somebody wants to start a things Daydon Tolbert says thread over in the group. I love those threads. Keep them coming. That was a good one. You see that that uh, thread they had in there over the weekend? Yeah, I saw that one. I saw that thread. It's fun. It's fun. I, I didn't. It's funny because I always get a kick out of them because I never know. I just talk. I just you know. I just say what I say. But you know, I didn't know people. It's good to know people listen, and it's good to know that people. Uh, well, yeah, just people listen. You know, because I I don't really keep track of my little uh, catchphrases. But you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> that's probably one of them right there. Let's. Um, so yeah. So there's that. If you can't find a man, it's because you shouldn't be looking in the first place. Focus on being the best woman you can be, and God will bless you with the man that you've always dreamed of. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of God. Proverbs 18.22. The problem is, in today's society, there are very, very, very few great women out there. And I decided earlier in the day when I was working on this outline, and uh, it's always the shows where I had the great outlines that turn out to be the best ones. And this is going to be one of those shows. I, I spent about a, a 30 minutes, 40 minutes doing a really detailed outline. Uh, that's why last Tuesday's show was so good. I had a classic outline. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so there's that. But I mean, some, some of those Keeping It Friday shows, we just go off the top. You know what I mean? But with with, with Proverbs 18.22, I was going to say that, uh, in regards to that, it's, there are very few virtuous women out there. And earlier today I decided that we're going to do a whole show, we might even squeeze it in this week, on just that, Proverbs 31. Boom, that's it, Courtney. You cool with that? Yeah, I am. That's going to be a good show. We we did a show like that a few years ago entitled, I think I think it was Jesus Christ's definition of a good of a great woman. Where we where we that's where we took it from was Proverbs thirty one. Check that show out. Uh, shout out to Lewis. I saw you post that. Post that one in there if you get a chance. But we're gonna just do a whole show just just that just Proverbs thirty one. Just breaking down every single one of those qualities of a truly great woman. Just that, so just so it'll be fresh. 
just so it'll be real, just because Courtney wasn't around back then. So I just want to do it again. And it's always fun. You understand? So so look out for that show coming up in the very near uh, near future, Proverbs 31. But, yeah, so so there's that. That's the I think that's the problem because uh, a good woman, the ter- that term is relative. That's relative. A lot of women in today's society, they feel like uh, a nice house, a nice car, you know, a nice body, cute face, you know, uh, money in the bank, whatever it is, you feel as though those things make you a good, that good thing that the Bible speaks of. But that's not it. That's that's not what makes you a good... See, that's, I actually told a woman that. She's like, whoa, really? She said, I didn't know that. I said, what do you mean? She said, I thought, I thought that's what made define a great woman. I said, why did you think that? I said, these men don't care about how much money you make. These men don't care about your, your, your job, your house, where you live. I mean, your money, 401k, that doesn't matter. None of that matters. Like, you're, you're, I met this young woman. It's funny. She used to be my boss, or not my boss, but had a very high-ranking position at the bank that I worked at. And uh, and I said, well, I mean, she was cool. I never had any issues with her. But um, outside of work, I think we went to, like, this, this happy hour, like some type of function, and I saw her, and it was just like, what's up? And, and I was just talking to her, right, because it was after I, I no longer worked there. I was just looking at her, like, what's up? And she looked at me like I was crazy. I said, "What's up with you? You good?" Like, what's up? She expect like, I don't know what she does. She expect me to kiss her butt or some, or like the way everybody else worshipped her. Because at this corporation, these people, the 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 upper management are like freaking gods. These people are psychos. They literally like worship these people. I'm like, yo, like they're just regular people. This is regular women, and I don't kiss anybody's butt. I remember I had a supervisor, uh, my immediate supervisor. We had a, a big beef because I was working at a job, but I. I didn't need the job. I was just there, and she had this super high position. She was like a, a manager, and I'm I'm looking like I told her. I said, "Look, sweetheart, I get up. You said you're not going to talk to me any type of way." I said, "I don't care who you are." I looked at right now. She said, "You can't talk to me." I said, "I talk to you any way I want to. You're not going to talk to me like that." I said, "I don't care if you're." I said, "I walk out this job right now." She said, "Well, you don't have to do that." I said, "I mean, hey, I'm just saying if you're, if you're going to be disrespectful, you don't be don't disrespect me." And she said, oh, I'm just saying, oh, yeah, you can just say all you want. And so that's what I'm saying. A lot of women in today's society, specifically in those positions of power, they feel as though they can disrespect you and talk to you any way they want. And they also feel as though those positions give them a certain level of, or it give them a certain level of entitlement. Because I have this position, I am entitled to a man up with this same position or this same status, which is ridiculous. You ever meet any women like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've dealt with women like that. It was just crazy. It was very crazy, and they really use their, they abuse their power for absolutely no reason. And, yeah, I see that a lot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're going to do it. That's going to be a show uh, one of these days with the fellas just, just on corporate America. You know, and the the whole dynamic of that. So, you know, it's deep. You know, it's deep. There's a lot of stuff out here, man, that just doesn't get talked about. And it's really sickening that the fact that people, they ignore these topics like they don't matter. They, You know, we, we live in a society where so many women, specifically African-American women, are achieving masters and PhDs and, and, and you know, all types of, you know, positions. You know, of power and education, which is great. Congratulations. More power to you. But nobody is talking about the fact 
that the, uh, that there's often an attitude that comes along with that. No, very few women have those positions of power and 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 uh, and allow it to humble them and allow it to draw them closer to the Lord. And and they let that light shine to the point where when a man looks at them, yes, they see they they're a successful woman, but first and foremost, that man sees God in them. See, that's what a lot of women don't get, and this is probably the most important thing that I'll say. If a man looks at you, ladies, all right, if he looks at you and he sees a woman, then he's going to treat you like a woman. How do men treat women in the most natural sense? They smash them off. They have sex with them. There's a natural fleshly desire to engage in sex with them. That's just, you know, nature. That's what we're going to see. That's most likely what we're going to do if we look at you and see a woman. But. If we look at you, and yes, you are a woman, but if we look at you and we don't see a woman, we see God, then that is going to prevent us from targeting you for sex. That is going to obviously bring out the womanly qualities and characteristics of you, but it's going to make us see God and treat you in a godly manner. A lot of y'all don't understand it. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, wait a minute, let me comprehend it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Let it marinate for a little bit. We Trust me, the fellas know what I'm talking about. Lewis knows what I'm talking about. James knows what I'm talking about. You understand that? There are a lot of women, there, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are certain women out there who we see, and when we look at them, we see God himself. We see, wow, that is that's her, that's my wife. Other women, we see a piece of ass. That's it. Now, whether or not that man goes ahead and tries to smash or he doesn't is depending on what stage that man is in. But trust me, some of you ladies with that attitude, all that does, doesn't that guard you have up, that emotional wall that's been caused by men from 20 years ago, all that does, doesn't make you sexy, doesn't make you more desirable, it just makes us want to smash and never call you ever again. What do you think about that, Courtney? I I agree with that, um, but I will say that a lot of times, you know, you will have men that will smash and I call you again, but um, you also will have men that see your weaknesses and they see that you have that guard up and they'll still string you along for a long period of time and still stay around, um, you know, pretending that they want something more, you know, and, you know, you're sitting there thinking it's going to be marriage or even a relationship, and then you look up two years later and you're still where you were, to begin with, and um, it's just unfortunate how we can really um, our you know having our guard up can really uh, keep us from having true love. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. And ladies, let me just tell y'all something. When a man loves you, and we said this the other night, he commits to you. Period. Point blank in the story. If he wants, if he wants you, if he likes you, he commits to you and makes you his girlfriend. If he loves you. He marries you, period. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All that all excuses and, you know, procrastination and ultimatums, all that stuff, it's all BS. He doesn't want you. Any man who is okay with having sex with you and not, you know, and nothing else and just, you know, kind of being in that space of limbo, he views you as a whore. Not just a hoe, but a whore. Because there are two ways that men look at women. I was, oh, man, trust me. <laughs> Time for fun and games is over, y'all. I'm being honest with y'all. It's only two ways. No sugar-coated version today. 
maybe tomorrow, not today. He either looks at you as his future wife or a whore. That's it. It's impossible to respect a woman who allows herself to be a whore. You know, a woman who is used for specific sexual purposes. You're probably saying, well, I'm I'm happily single. I don't want a commitment. I'm just getting my little thing off real quick. So, you know, I'm just chilling. That's, you can chill all you want to, but you're still being looked at as a hoe. That's it. Because, again, hear this. A lot of women out there have friends with benefits, and no one talks about the fact that that is what's keeping them single. We don't marry women who we don't respect. We don't respect women who allow themselves to get smashed off on a Friday night. Half the time raw. How can we respect you? How can we respect a woman who's okay with me having sex with you on Friday and then me going and having sex with somebody else Saturday and then calling you over Sunday night for some after-church sex? How can you respect a woman who's okay with that? I'm just asking, Courtney, is that even possible? No, it's not, but, you know, we'll convince ourselves that, you know, the the man is in love with us, even though you know there's no commitment and there's you know he's not you know not wiping us up. It's like we will settle for that. A lot of times we'll settle for it simply for like the small things. If he spends time with us, if he watches a movie with us before he has sex with us, it's like oh well, he spent time with me, so that means it's gonna be a relationship, and we'll just stick around and really create this sick fantasy in our head that really um, is really damaging. Listen, guys, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen the movie Lockdown starring Richard T. Jones, uh, Master P? Courtney, you know anything about Lockdown? Yeah, I've seen it. You see? <laughs> yeah. well, yo, let me <laughs> watch the movies. Where, where, yeah, definitely. Where did you see that movie at? You said when? No, uh, where? Under? Was it with a man? No, no, it wasn't. It was by myself. Oh, oh you, you just be watching hood movies like by yourself? <laughs> He's like, oh, let me yes. just watch, turn on lockdown. It was on BET. It wasn't supposed to do. It was on. Okay. Hey, listen, guys. <laughs> lockdown. I've seen lockdown about fifteen times. I don't know what it is. I own that movie. That was just like my go-to movie when you know after the club or when I say, oh, hey, you want to come over to watch a movie? Oh, I got this movie lockdown. I haven't seen this in uh, you know in a while. I saw it yesterday. I saw it the, the previous weekend. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? What? Never made it through all the lockdown. I've, I've seen lockdown, lockdown in its entirety maybe one time, two times tops, but I've seen lockdown about 15 times. I'm just going to let you all do the math on that. Ladies, stop falling for these, these tricks, okay? Stop it. All those movies that he says you want to watch, he's seen them. He knows exactly the point in the movie to make his move. We're talking tonight about how, what to do while you're waiting, how to prepare yourself to be found by your king, not to be found by Tyrone. You know what I'm saying? There are specific things you have to do to prepare yourself. One of them, first, get your pens out, get your notepads. First thing on the list, cut these niggas off. Get them out of there. Get rid of them. Stop having sex. Who called? Listen, ladies, if you're single right now, ask yourself, who calls me? What? Who, call, who calls, who texts, who reaches out trying to get back with you or get in touch with you? Exes, boyfriends, friends with benefits, coworkers, non-platonic platonic male friends. Get them all out of there. 
because that's keeping you single. That's like putting a, a force field around you, and it repels the elite men of the world. That's what you got to do while you're waiting. That meaning, if you're if you're preparing, use it like this. Use this analogy. If you are preparing your your home for Thanksgiving dinner, well, you got some work to do. You're not just going. Oh, I'm just waiting for my family to come over. No, you better get that oven warmed up, cook that chicken or turkey, uh, clean the bathrooms, put the air fresheners in, dust the TV and the, the you know all that stuff off, vacuum. You know, I mean, that's to take the bra and panties hanging from the ceiling down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get rid of all that stuff. Flush your toilet. <laughs> you nasty freaks out there, man. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. Get rid of it. You're going to be working. You're going to put wrap your hair up. You're going to do some stuff. Get down and dirty to prepare your home when, for when the people come over on uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. Same thing. If you're preparing yourself for your king, your husband, well, what are you doing? You're going to get yourself emotionally together. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's pretty much how that goes. What else can we talk? We'll take calls, though. We'll take some calls, 646-200-0366. I already told you, you psychos, that um, I'm not taking calls from block numbers. So, that you know, that is not going to happen. You don't need to press one. Um, but... Anyone else can definitely do that. All right. What are, what are some other ideas that you had? Because uh, I want to get into the Bible, man. I want to get this is a biblically based show. I want to get into what the Word says because these, these uh, a lot of people out there, you know, are, are literally psychos and will try to distort what the Word says to fit their own depressed agenda. So I want to talk about what's really going on in regards to it. But anything that was on your mind? Um, not at this moment. I'm sure something will come to me. You can go ahead. I wanna, I wanna read something. I wanna read something here. Um. Oh, and here's this is where I wanna start off with because a lot of you hear that that whole happily single term being thrown out. Well, this is what the Bible says. This is one of my favorite scriptures, and we actually ended up discussing it in another context the other night. I believe last week, but. It says, if I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, basically if I have everything but do not have love, I am nothing. I am just, I'm nothing. Do you guys understand what this, this scripture means here? This right here cancels out all your psycho... Um, you know, uh, rationalizations for why you are happily single. The Bible clearly says if you have everything, that, I mean, prophecy, you know everything, all knowledge, all mysteries, you solve all mysteries, you, can, you know everything. You have faith that moves mountains, but you have nothing. That includes in there, guys, if you have a Ph.D., if you have a home, if you have a nice car, if you have a nice body, you can have everything that you want. But you, if you do not have love, you have nothing. Okay, and that's 1 Corinthians 13, too. Now, a lot of people will say different things. You know, they will hear that, they will read that, they will still feel how they feel. Those, that's, that's the devil's got a hold of you. 
and ask him to let you go because it's you can't see the word and then act like it's not you know it doesn't mean anything because it means everything this is what it we are put here to love the bible says man is not meant to be independent from woman woman is not meant to be independent from man i mean it says so many different things you know what i'm saying it says everything so many different things adam saw excuse me god saw that adam was lonely in the garden of eden in paradise you understand i mean this is this, this is amazing we have paradise. Imagine being, just having everything you could ever possibly want. You understand? But but, got in the midst of paradise, no needs. The Bible. If you read that, you know that chapter. Adam wanted for nothing. God still looked down on him and saw that he was lonely. He saw he saw that he needed. He didn't just say, it would be nice to have. But it said God need or Adam needed, you know, a companion, a help me, a love. So that's what he did. He gave him Eve. He blessed him. What do you see? See, that was a blessing. Because why was it a blessing? Because it came straight from God. So I'm just curious. You're, you're lying to yourselves right now. If you're hearing this and you're saying, well, Dad, okay, yeah, I know, yeah, okay, I hear you. I know Adam needed love. Okay. Yeah, he was in paradise. Yeah, he had everything that he else, everything else he wanted. But yeah, I know he needed love, and God saw that he needed love. But I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm happy. How? I mean, if you're happy, you know what I'm saying? What do you call what Adam was? Adam again. He lived in paradise. So unless you live in paradise, you're not as happy as Adam was. So if God saw that Adam was happy. Who the heck are you to say you're happily single when Adam wasn't even happily single and God told him he wasn't happily single? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What's so different about so you know you guys that what do you have that Adam didn't have? I'm just I'm just asking, Courtney. Do you do you have an answer for that? I mean, no. That's just a defense mechanism that's used because they know they're unhappy. They know they are. It doesn't make sense. It's not logical. You can't say that you're happily single because, meaning you're without love. The Bible clearly says that without love, you are nothing, and you have nothing, and everything else that you do have means nothing. This is crazy stuff right here, man. I love these shows. I love these shows where we where we literally dig into the Bible. Because the Bible is is you can't you can't debate with the word, you can't you know what I'm saying you can, what can you say, you know what I mean even the psychos they can't say anything. By the way, did I tell them to get their shirts yet, Courtney? Did I already mention that? Um, maybe, but you need to say it again because they they need to get that. Yo, if y'all have not already, right now, I want to see these orders coming right now, right you know Daydon to I mean excuse me trctoday.com. <clears throat> and uh, you know, get these nice, beautiful shirts that fit so nicely. Small, medium, large, extra large, <clears throat> and uh, double X. I put double X on there too. So let me know what you need. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm not. I'm just going up to double X. That's it. I'm just. You know, I'm sorry. I can't. You know what I mean? I'll leave that. Let me just keep it moving. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> I don't want any problems, man. Um, what else here? What else can we talk about? So look. So that's what that says. 
Now, that's what the word says from uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2. Now, a lot of women have, in the midst of that happily single, you know, that way of thinking, they have substituted sex for love. You know what I'm saying? They have said, they've convinced themselves that instead of love or with the absence of love or in the meantime, they will just have a friend. They will just convince themselves that they're, they're, that love is, is, is sex. They will forego their emotional needs and substitute them you know, for their sexual needs. And that is never going to have a positive result. So the number one thing that you want to do, ladies, is stop, you know, stop having sex. You cannot have love and have sex at the same time. Because love in the truest sense of the word, God is love. Right? Love is is the I mean, read that scripture that speaks about what defines love. We did a classic show, classic, classic, classic show uh a couple of years ago. Lewis, man, somebody throw it in there. Just Google definition of love on the Dayton Tolbert show. I love that show. That was one of my favorite shows of all time, The Definition of Love, where we broke down, ironically, Beyonce's song, One Plus One, where we broke down a lot of other songs that specifically pertain to love and what it means. And now we're talking about what love means from a biblical perspective. So it's impossible to to, to have something that separates you from because you see, sin is anything that separates you from God. Right? So if God is love, how can you be sinning and still have love? And then consider yourself to be in love if you're living in fornication. Well, sin is something that separates you from God. That's the definition of sin. So how are you how do you have love if you are having sex? Sex is a sin. It only becomes not a sin when you are married and you are making love to your mate. That's why it's called making love as opposed to having sex. I mean, could could I be more, that's what I'm asking, like, could I be more direct, more clear? Could the word be more clear? No, I mean, that's exactly how it is. I just wanted to make a comment um, just about, um, you know, having sex and, you know, trying to, um, make it seem like it's love, and it really isn't. It's like, I, I, I mean, I went through that, you know, trying to pretend like, okay, we're in love because we're having sex. And honestly, afterwards, I felt so empty. It's like the worst feeling ever. You know, after it's all said and done, it's like you know you're not in love. You know that man doesn't want you. You know the relationship's not going anywhere, but, you know, you're too scared to let go and you don't have faith in God. So it's just it's a lot of craziness going on at once. And um, that's why it's important really just to have that relationship with God and just not fall for the tactics of the enemy. Yeah, here's the thing. I think that a lot of you guys are... First of all, a lot of people look at me like they like I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been that guy. See, see, I've had a lot of sex in my life. That's what that's what I'm trying. To, like when I talk, you guys have to listen because I've been there. I've done this stuff. Nobody's been that guy more than me out here living that sinful lifestyle where I was separated from God. So I'm speaking from personal experience. I know there's no such thing as good sex. 
That's what a lot of people don't realize. There's there's actually no such thing as that. It's actually an oxymoron. Good sex. Oh yeah, we had some good sex. No, it's 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 no. It's that's like oh yeah, man. I had this good cancer, man. I got this good. I got that good stuff, man. She got that cancer. No, you know what I'm saying? It's just destroying me. Is is weakening my bones? Is is causing me to slowly wither away? But yeah, you know that was that was good stuff. No, you you know you're smoking crack. And say, oh yeah, that's some good stuff. No, it's not good. It's crack. It's destroying. You. It's messing up your lives. And so what I'm trying to tell you all is that's the same thing sex is. That, you know you know how it is, Courtney. Be honest. The sex might be good, but the aftermath is horrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, my it's, it's horrible. It really is because it's like you know that you really you have no business doing that. It's been times where, like, I've, I've actually cried because I just knew that that's not the life that I wanted. And I, I knew that I was just really caught up in sin and I needed help. So... Yeah, it's something I can definitely um, relate to. Oh, oh man. Is this what my, uh, hold up, my homie Lewis, he came through for me. Yo, when y'all get some time, so don't lie to me, act like y'all heard this. Some of y'all are newer listeners. You know what I'm saying? You know you didn't hear this show. If y'all saw this post in the friends group that my man Lewis just threw up there, entitled The Definition of Love, I'm trying to tell you, listen to that show. Because that this show and this what I don't even this show was at least a couple years old, but it, these shows never go out of style. There are dozens and dozens and dozens, hundreds even of classic shows in here that y'all need to listen to. Some of y'all be saying you're bored. You never have to be bored. All you got to do is go to the archives and listen to these shows. Because this is, I mean, this is this right here. So many of you have never been in love. That's real. So many of you have never been in love. All you've had was was what you thought was love, but it ended badly, which is really why. So, which caused you to come to the conclusion that wow, okay, well, obviously this was not love. And if that was the closest thing that you had to love, well, then, then, then you've never been in love, which is okay. It's okay to be thirty-five and never have been in love. That's all right. It's not a it doesn't it's not a death sentence. It just means hey, we got to talk. You know, you and Courtney have got to talk. We can start the process of finding love and, and dealing with, you know, and peeling back these, these layers upon layers upon layers of emotional unavailability. That's all right. You know what I'm saying? So just listen to this stuff. Don't, don't. I know, I know I, uh, you know, I know I can keep it a little, a little extra real sometimes. But that's, you know, it is what it is. So uh, what else do we, any, any, uh, any thoughts on that? Courtney. Um, no, I mean, I, I feel like we just really we touched on some really good points and just really kept it real, like you know, just the effects of fornication and like how that really feels afterwards and how that does not, it doesn't compare at all, you know, to what God has for us, you know, having that blessing in a marriage. So I'm so glad that um you touched on that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some other things that we can do, or I should say that women can do, while they are in the process of waiting. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, confuse anyone. Should you wait on the Lord? You know, absolutely. You know, do you want to try to do it yourself and get desperate and just do all types of weird stuff? No, you don't. You don't want to do those things. You, you absolutely want to wait on the Lord. Absolutely. The question is, what are you doing in the meantime? Are you sitting around watching Scandal all day, Desperate Housewives, 
or are you actively trying to form a closer relationship with God and with those around you so that you can be a blessing to them? The definition of a Christian, and we've done a, you know, a show on that. The def- we've done. There's no topic that we haven't talked about, but the definition of a Christian is striving to be more like Christ. That's it. You want to be more like Christ. What, well, what did Christ do all day? Well, he helped others. He didn't just sit around and pray all day. He didn't just sit around and wait on the Lord. I mean, he was the Lord. You know what I mean? He's God. You know what I'm saying? So, what, But what he did was he roamed around the world, you know, healing people, feeding people, reading to be people, preaching to people. That's That's what he did on a daily basis. Do you do that on a daily basis? Now, I mean... Do I do that? I mean, nobody can do the things that Christ did. The key is, are you at least striving to do it? I know I am. I know Courtney is. I, you know, I'm striving to be more like Christ. I'm not perfect. Of course I sin, but I'm striving to be like Christ. Are you? Or are you just happily single, chilling? I'm just asking. These are just questions. These, are, these aren't even questions. They're actually rhetorical questions posed to you so you can self-reflect on them. It's deep stuff, man. You know, really think about it. Is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, um, I'm so happy just to, you know, be talking about this. You know, I like all of our shows, but like, you know, it's just specifically what you were talking about, just um, being a blessing to others. And like, it just feels so good to help people, you know, and really, and you know, so just to have people say, you know, thank you for helping me and changing my life. Like, that feels so good. And, and I'm so happy and so blessed that I'm in the place that I am, you know, today as opposed to before where I wasn't doing anything. I was just so lazy, just like sitting around, not doing anything, but just hoping God was going to, you know, send that right man to me, knowing I had all these issues. You know what I used to think? I used to think that, um, you know, God would send me that man and a man really loved me if he could stick around and, and, you know, put up with me and handle me at my worst, then he was a guy for me and he was a man sent from God if he can deal with my emotional unavailability. Isn't that crazy? That's very crazy. That, you know, <laughs> very crazy. Psycho. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, but you're right. That's what a lot, that's the mentality that a lot of women have, um, they have. And it just ends up being, um, you know, hurting them in the long run. Okay, guys, think about that. Now, let's talk a little bit more about um, what the Word says, because I have several scriptures here that I wanted to really break down for you guys in regards to specific things you can do while you're waiting. All right? I want to read something. Now, this is Psalms 28.7, which says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, and my heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart rejoices, and I praise him with my song. Now, see, and this is, this is, see, I have to look at this scripture. I really have to break this down. Because, see, yes, the Lord is your strength and your shield, but these things do not come without a price. The Lord is your strength, meaning he gives you strength, and He will. he's your shield, meaning he'll protect you from anything. And it says, but... On the other hand, my heart trusts in him, and I am helped. It doesn't just say you get these things for free. You don't just get the Lord to be your strength. You don't get the Lord to be your shield, and he doesn't just help you for nothing. It says here, my heart trusts in him. You understand that? 
You have to trust in him in order to get the strength, him to be your shield, and to get him to help you. You have to trust him. Okay, a lot of y'all are not, are not trusting the Lord. You love God. You say you love God, but you're not trusting him. That's why you're out there with your fishing rods, right? Because you don't trust the process. You don't trust God. So you're trying to do it yourself. That's why you're on Plenty of Fish, Match.com, Facebook, you know, posing in your bikini, talking about some, I'm happily single. No, you're not happily single. That's why you're in your bikini, because you're trying to attract attention. See, that's the thing. So it says you have to trust in him, and he will help you. It says, and I am helped because my heart trusts in him. Now here, now here's the second part of that. It says, therefore, my heart rejoices. And I praise him with my song. See, see, because he has helped you. See, this is where it becomes payback. See, so you got to look at it like that. You got, you know, God wants his due as well. He gives you strength. He protects you. And he helps you. Right? But, the, so as a result of that, that should make you happy. Well, I know if if your boss gives you a promotion or your boss gives you Fridays off, you know, or a day off tells you you can leave home, oh, you're gonna you'll 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 update your status about that. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, hey, my boss let me leave early today. Oh my gosh, I'm off a three day weekend. Woo-ha. You know, see, but what about where's the praise? Where's the pra- I and I praise him with my song. Now you might not sing, you know what I'm saying, but you could still praise him with your Facebook status. You could still praise him with your voice. You could still do a lot of different things through praise. See, that's that's what he wants. And a lot of you are wondering, why is he not protecting me? Why is he not helping me? Why do I feel weak as opposed to have, having this strength? Well, what's your praise life like? And I'm not talking about your prayer life. I'm talking about what's your praise life like? For many of you, it's non-existent. I'm just and I'm just being honest with you. And this isn't. I don't know you. I'm not. I'm speaking generally. But for many of you, that's the case. And so it should explain 100% why you're not receiving the blessings that you want because your praise is not up to par. We think about that, Courtney. It's a very deep scripture. Oh yeah, that was very very powerful. Yeah, I mean, that's something. Um, you know, I I can. You know, agree with, you know, you have to praise before the blessing comes, not after. It usually won't come unless you praise. Like, you have to do that. And that's what faith is all about. You know, you're supposed to really, you're supposed to believe in it, you know, believe in God for your blessing before you even see it. You know, before it even comes to pass, you're supposed to believe in that. And so many women, you know, they they want a man, they want true love, but since it hasn't come maybe, you know, in the time that they would like, you know, the relationship to come, they give up and they say, okay, well, I'm just not going to have true love. You know, God's forgotten about me. And then they wonder why they never, you know, received that blessing. It's because you lost faith. Yeah, the Bible says without uh, faith it's impossible to please him. And so if you're not... Um, if you're not praising him, you understand that? Then you have, you know, it's kind of like somebody giving you a blessing or giving you a million bucks or even 500 bucks and you're not saying thank you. You know, that 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 wouldn't be right. That wouldn't be cool. You know what I'm saying? So you really just have to you got you got to really praise him. 
Um, and I said earlier that you don't want to get into a situation where you become afraid to praise God publicly. I used to be afraid to praise God publicly. I call it a lie to you. See, that's what I'm saying. You gotta act like I don't know what I'm talking about. Of course I know what I'm talking about because I, I lived it. I Hear what I'm saying. I, Dadon Tauber, even a few years ago, was afraid to praise God publicly. I would post about sports or about anything but pray, but but God, then, you know what I'm saying? Then, then you just say, hey, wow, thank you. And, and my, at that time, my life was not, you know, I was not being blessed. My, my life was in a state of confusion. And this was before, I'm talking about before my wife, before my daughter, before the career, before the talk show, before, I mean, it was like a big mess. Yeah, I was still balling. Yeah, I was still out there smashing off women, having fun. You know what I mean? If you even want to call it that. But I was not being blessed. I was not in the will of God. And the reason was because, you know, well, there was a number of reasons. But one of them being that I was afraid to praise God publicly. Courtney, you know anything about that? You ever been afraid to praise? And again, this this is all within the context. I, t- I hope you all got those notepads out, ladies, because everything we're talking about is specifically in, re- in regards to what you need to be doing while you are waiting. Don't think that nothing, anything we say is not should not be on that list. Courtney, but can you relate to that? Of course I can, yeah. And it, it it wasn't even it wasn't even that long ago, you know. That was um, something I, I had a problem doing. I had a problem, you know, praising God, um, you know, on just anywhere, you know, on Facebook in public anywhere because I was at the time I was so concerned about what others thought about me, and and now like that doesn't make any sense because those weren't people I needed to be around, but. I just was overly um, concerned with people and just very much so into the world. And, yeah, that was something I struggled with. But now that's not something I have a problem with at all. Like I have no problem saying I love God, you know, I love Jesus Christ. That's nothing, you know, now. There's a young woman on my uh, Facebook show page. I don't want to put her name out there, but I just happened to be uh, in front of my, um, interestingly, in front of my uh, Facebook, you know, uh, page right now. And, under this scripture that was posted this morning, and I'll read it. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's from Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Honestly, I'll be honest with you guys. That if I had to pick out of the entire Bible, that right there is my favorite. <clears throat> excuse me, my favorite scripture. I get chills every time I even read it. it. There's not one time I read that without getting chills, just because it's 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 so such a great verse, and it really epitomizes what God is all about, what Jesus is all about, what He stands for, what what He represents in our lives. He's saying, look, you know, we are, I know what you're going through. He said, just give it to me. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? He said, this is nothing for me. He said, my burden is light, so give me your burden. Give me your sorrows, and and I will take it. Is that not a, a all-time classic scripture right there? 
Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I was actually saying it to myself as you were reading it. I was like, I love that one. Yeah, it's powerful. And, um, you know, that just shows that we, um, how great God is, you know, when we just give, when we cast our cares upon him and not try to take it, you know, take it over ourselves and try to take control of our lives. It, it never works out that way. Right. And there's never a young woman. Way. Yeah, there's a young woman on on under this. She commented on that post. Um, and she said, uh, I need someone to pray this over me right now. My spirit is so heavy and burdened because life can be so challenging and just depressing. God, please help me. This is see, this is what someone posted right right then and there. And I'm going to reach out to her, um, you know, and see what's going on with her. But, you know, I want everybody to pray for her because, you know, I've counseled, Man, I mean, literally hundreds of women who have contemplated suicide. You understand that? Many of them are doing well. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, not not exact, no exaggeration, no, like, you know what I mean? Just literally hundreds who have, who have had that thought. Like, wow, I just want to, and this is just another one we see right here, just, you know, putting out there publicly. So, really, when, when you see stuff like that, pray uh, for them, um, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully God can come into their lives. Um, but yeah, this is this is deep stuff, man. This was like it was posted like two minutes ago, like while we were on the air. Hopefully she's listening. So let's talk about some other things that can be done. You know, but that's one of them that can go on the list is is casting your your burdens because see, ca- holding on to burdens, you know, you know what that's called. I mean, that's you know, that's emotional unavailability when you're walking around with hurt, pain. I've worked with hundreds. This is this is amazing. You guys think I don't know if y'all believe like y'all think I'm exaggerating. I don't exaggerate anything. I've worked. Can you believe this? this is probably the most the craziest thing I've ever said. I've worked with hundreds of women who've been raped and molested. Did you know that? Mm. Wow. Hundreds. Hundreds of women privately who who tell me, well, you know, I'm I'm a rape survivor. Then I was I was actually molested when I was a child. You know what I mean? And, and and obviously everyone is going to remain confidential, but I'm talking about from domestic abuse to verbal abuse to sexual abuse. I mean, these are real situations that, that everyday women, Facebook up there, you know, commenting about scandal and, you know, men ain't this. Men. There's a, there's more to that. The people, like, there's more to it. Trust me, these Beyonce lovers and all that, a lot of times they're, they're hurting inside. Why are they hurting inside? They're hurting because... You know, a lot of times they've had their virginity taken. Their, their many men have had their manhood taken. I mean, this stuff is deep, man. Deep stuff out here. And so we really just got to pray for people because you never know what's going on with somebody. That's why back in the day I was quick to cut somebody out. But now I just try to. Now I still may have to. You know what I mean? I still struggle with some things, but I try to be a little bit more understanding and and and. And just take it, because I, I understand that the hurt and the anger is not directed towards Dadon Tolbert, but it's really directed towards the men who may have looked like me. The men, you know what I'm saying? Like just black men, who, whether in the form of a father, in the form of an older brother, a stepbrother, a stepfather, who, who touched them or raped them or punched them. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's not me. It's not you guys out there, fellas. A lot of times it's like, what you represent. We talk a lot about the, 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 the attitudes and the stuck-up mentality. A lot of times it's not you that they have the attitude it, it, towards. It's their fathers. It's these bastards 
the guy who dogged him and never called him again, the guy who raped him, and they never they, they were ashamed, so they didn't press charges, and now they're forced to just live with that. So just try to, you know, and I get it. Sometimes, you, you know, you react in, in the moment, but just try to, you know, more often than not, it's not you. It's it's really what's going on internally. So, this is, this is which is unfortunate. Um, let's talk a little bit more about some things that can be done um, in the meantime. You know, trusting in God. Stop making, trying to make things happen on your own. Praise God and stop complaining. I mean, if I have to wake up and hear one more or read one more status update from someone just complaining, going to bed, complaining, waking up, complaining. Well, if you're complaining all the time, how can you be praising God all the time? The Bible says to, in all things, give thanks. You guys will never hear me complain. I try my, my best not to complain because I have a great life. You understand? You guys have a great life. Anyone who is on Facebook has a great life. There are people, I mean, you have a cell phone. You have an Internet connection of some sort. If you're at work, you have a job. There are people who have nothing. There are people who are right now, it's it's been raining in Philly all day. There are people right now out in the rain. You're complaining about the rain when there are people in the rain. Like now, I was in the rain under an umbrella for about five seconds today. But there, there's someone in the rain right now. There's someone who didn't even wake up this morning. You know what I'm saying? So with, when you look at it, somebody who doesn't even have money for a donut or a loaf of bread, let alone $99 for a cell phone plan that you have, the, what is that, the any all anytime plan, whatever you got, you're paying that bill. Somebody doesn't even have a phone. You have nothing to complain about. I'm just asking, you ever, you ever look at it from that perspective, Courtney? Yeah, now, yeah, I, I do now, but I know in the past that was something, um, something I struggled with because you know I found I would find myself complaining a lot of times it would be like on Twitter when I was on there, um, just complaining about different things that would happen just during the day to me, and um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't giving thanks um, at all, and you know I just wanted to say that. Um, you know, the devil, he'll use that, you know, he'll use certain situations and he'll make you feel like whatever it is that you're going through, it's just so bad that, you know, God hasn't forgiven you and that it's not going to get better. But the trick is to not really just shut him out and just don't believe anything he's saying because he's a liar and just really be thankful. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the key. You know, it's, it's pretty much the key. Um, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this uh, post on Facebook. Shout out to Steve. He just posted something in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group uh, under ABC, their new logo, ABC Family, and the little catchphrase, "A new kind of family." Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I wonder. I wonder what that means. Wonder what they could mean by that. A new kind mm-hmm. of family, blended family, homosexual families, same-sex families, gay marriage. This is a, Obama's just a puppet. You know, there's never been this much of a gay push that we've seen over the last eight years. We've never seen that. Nothing even close to it. And anyone who supports that is part of the problem and this whole new, this new normal that they are pushing. It's what was normal then, what was considered family then, is is now, it's all different. A different kind of family, a new kind of family. Change. 
oh, we're going to see change, all right. You know what I mean? We've already we've seen we've seen we know all about the changes that's here. But so this is part of it. You have to resist. In fact, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. You've got to resist. Actually, it's not even skipping ahead. I'll read something to y'all. This is right. What we're, what Steve just posted ironically correlates right to this this uh, scripture. Romans twelve two. Romans twelve two says, and be not conformed. Or excuse me, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, this is this scripture is crazy right here. This is this is everything that you need to do right here if you want love. Because see, there's a there's a blueprint. Okay, it's called the Bible. The blueprint to love, happiness, success, overall the fruits of the spirit. Okay, that's the blueprint is the is the Bible. And so the world, if you look at the Bible and you look at the teachings of Jesus Christ and you look at the world, it it's it's a direct contradiction to the Bible. That's why I asked we did a show last week entitled Who Do You Stand For? The Word or the World? And so that's why it says here, clearly, do not be conformed to the world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove that what is, that is, what is good and acceptable and perfect in the will of God. So what does this mean? Well, you know, how does this relate to what you want for uh, what, you know, your life and, and what you should do while you're waiting on the Lord? What are some things you can do to prepare yourself? Well, First and foremost, stop listening to the entertainment industry's definition of beauty. I often counsel women, and the first thing that they, you know, will say to me, I say, "Well, I say, what's, what's, you know, how do you, why do you feel the way you feel?" They say, "Well, you know, I sometimes insecure about certain things." I say, "Well, what are you insecure about?" They say, "Just, just how I look." I say, "Well, in, in regards to what?" They say, "Well, I just don't feel as though I'm pretty." I said, really? Why would you say that? Well, just because you know what what I've heard. I said, well, heard by who? Well, just you know society's definition of beauty. I said, well, what do they say it is? Well, you know, you've got to be light skinned and you got to have long hair and you got to be da 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 da. It's like, well, well, who have you? Who who told you that? Well, just men. I said, what kind of men? Are you, are you talking about elite men, men of God? Well, no. Well, so who were they? Well. You know, just men who were probably trying to talk to me or just trying to have sex. I say exactly. So why do you? Why are you worried about what those men think? What they think doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what the type of man who you would want to be with matter would think. And that is a, obviously a man of God. So I think that you know. So that's the first thing. Do, do not conform to to this world. The world is jacked up. The world thinks homosexuality is okay. The world thinks Beyonce is the most beautiful woman in the world. The world thinks that it's okay to have, you know, casual sex and, you know, sex outside of marriage and all types of other stuff. You know, I mean, that, that the world is jacked up. That's why it says only do things that are good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. Stop listening to these entertainers' definition of beauty. Beyonce is a whore. Rihanna is a whore. 
Nicki Minaj is a whore. Little Kim is a whore. The music industry, the world, is filled with hoish individuals. I should say, really, I mean, to be honest, I mean, really what it is is, you know, it's more so, um, you know, an attempt to keep, uh, you know, uh, black women oppressed. That's, I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, nobody will talk about it, but that's, you know, it's not, you don't see, you know, uh, Taylor Swift out there being a whore. You don't see, um, you know, freaking, uh, I mean, so many people, Miley Cyrus, although she's kind of wilding out too, but, you know what I'm saying, like, Taylor Swift, what's the other chick, you just put in, Leanne Rhymes, these country music stars, I mean, you don't see, these people are, like, more so respectable. There's so many more respectable um, artists out there who have achieved commercial uh, success, whereas you got these black chicks are, who are being exploited. And if you if you go back to slavery, that's that's pretty much how they did it back then. You would have your your sexy white women, you know, your beautiful white women, who would be still lusted after, but they weren't put out there in a hoish manner. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not how they did it. They were sexy. It was different. It was there was sexiness, and then there was the black chicks who they would make their whores. They're concubines. You understand that? They're, they're freaks. That they would sneak off and go smash off the way the white president goes off and smashes off Olivia Pope the same exact way. And black women love, <laughs> black women idolize a freaking whore, which is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen in my 35 years of life. How, I mean, why do so many black, I mean, you know, we don't even need to talk, we talk about it enough, but why do so many black women idolize a woman who the media has portrayed as the whorish? Type, you know what I mean? The, the whore of all whores. You know, in the history of television. The epitome of a whore. Of the rich white man has his little Friday night freak the same way they had in Rosewood. Did you see Rosewood, Courtney? Yeah, I seen that movie. Yo, Don Cheadle said you are not going back to that store. He said, I know what goes on in that store. I know you're his whore. Her father told her she's not going back to that store. She had a father who loved her enough to say, you're not going back to that store. You're not going to keep having sex with this man. You understand that? So if if Don Cheadle in Rosewood didn't want his daughter to be smashed off by a whore because he loved his, or smashed off like a whore because he loved her so much, why do so many black women idolize a woman who gets smashed off in the same exact way that Don Cheadle was not okay with in the movie. Why is that okay? It's not okay. It's rhetorical. It's whorish behavior. I'm just asking, Courtney, does that make any sense to you? Well, you know, it, it all comes back to, like you said, just not having that father. I mean, that's the difference. You know, um, Don Cheadle was a loving father. A lot of us you know, women, we didn't have that example growing up. So if we didn't have that example, that loving father, you grow up and to young women, you, I mean, you really think, you grow up to think that being a whore is okay or that's the way to get a man's attention. It's like you don't know any better because you never had that that example. That's it. That's it, guys. So, and, and please, ladies, do not allow the fact that you had not, you, you did not have a father do not allow that to make you a whore. Okay, that's no excuse, but not only is it not an excuse, like, you, you just don't have to do it. You can still grow up and have love. You know what I'm saying? It's if, And if you, I don't know your situation, 
But even if you didn't have a father who loved you and cared for you, at least you know that you have a God who can be your father and loves you and care for you the same, not even the same way, but in a better way. So there's really nothing to be upset about. The only upset feeling comes from feeling as the you know as though you don't have anybody when in fact you have the ultimate father. Okay, guys. So that's the first thing. Stop listening to society. Because society is this is the devil's playground. I swear, there's been I can't wait to see. To have my homie Osho here, I'm working on the outline for him now. He's gonna, you know, the questions, and he's gonna put together a whole thing presentation for y'all on what's really going on out here in regards to the supernatural, the paranormal, alien life forms, and what they what they really are from a biblical perspective. And you know, I can't wait, man. Y'all, it's gonna blow y'all minds. I'm just gonna tell y'all something real quick. Have you ever wondered why, real quick? Every every superstar, every action star. Who are the three biggest action stars? Real quick, Courtney. If you had to name just the men, you know, top three biggest action movie stars in the world. Who are they? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Jet Li, and I can't even think of a third one. Okay, you tripping. Jet Li is not one of the biggest action stars. In the world. No, but I'm just, you tripping. I'm going to start asking you questions, Corey. No, but you hit the nail on it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, absolutely, who is not even one of the ones I was thinking of. But, yes, that's along the lines of what I'm, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Will Smith, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise, and Be- and Brad Pitt. Okay? the Those are, like, the biggest action stars, like, period. What do they all have in common? I'm not even going to ask Corey. They they have they all <laughs> no, it's cool, don't worry about it. I was gonna tell them. They have they all have made some type of alien movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Predator, right? Will Smith, Independence Day. And if you look if you really scroll back, though these were the roles that really defined them and, and and catapulted them into superstar status. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Predator, Will Smith, Independence Day, Tom Cruise. Uh, uh, what is it? War of the Worlds. Brad Pitt got this new one. World War Z. I'm trying to. Th- if you if you don't see a pattern, there's there's this there's this huge. They're making a new. Uh, there's this huge. I'm just gonna put it like this. And we're gonna go into detail when Osho gets here. And I'm telling y'all, y'all want to do some research on this stuff. But there's a huge agenda. We talk a lot about Satanism. We talk a lot about the 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 agenda. You know of the new world order and things like that. There's, there's, yes, these people are Satanists. They worship the devil, but there's also a huge tie-in that really we haven't focused on, and we will more so on aliens, and not only just aliens, but why, why are they pushing this so much? Why is everything about aliens? Like, what is this this infatuation that Hollywood has with things of outer space? We're going to talk about it. It's deeper than what you think. It's not just they make good movies. It's it's deeper. Now we're in a time, guys. Understand, now, real quick. We're in a period of time where time is running out. If you guys haven't noticed that, these are the last days. Time is running out. And so these, these, these Illuminati guys, they are under, in crunch time. They have to get out as much knowledge that they can't. 
you know, beat around the bush with this whole gay agenda anymore. They're they're kicking it up a notch. They can't beat around the bush with throwing up these satanic symbols. Now they're blatant with it. They used to do it discreetly. Now it's just out there. This alien stuff. They got to get as many alien movies out there. This whole agenda with the with the Boston bombings, the the the, the shootings, the killings, the the money system. All this stuff is like in overdrive now. And there's a huge connection, specifically with with aliens and UFOs, and and a, a a very clear tie-in to the to what God says about them. A lot of people don't even realize that there's there's stuff that the Bible says about things that are not of this world. It's amazing. It's amazing. We're gonna talk about that. So I'm just that's just a little preview. Just a little look at look at so all these action stars, and and it's something they all have in common. They got that huge blockbuster alien movie. And these are just a few. I can't even, you know, they tried to do it with Rihanna. You know, that whole battleship fiasco. Didn't really work out the way they wanted to. Same type of thing, though. Watch Beyonce come out. Next thing you know, she'll be in some type of blockbuster a couple summers from now having to do with aliens. I promise you. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. Like, wow, he was right. You know what I'm saying? You haven't heard anything about it yet, but just watch. Any thoughts on that before we keep it moving? I don't, no, I just want to say I'm I'm excited about it. The show, it's gonna be awesome. I'm just hyping up now. I'm just letting y'all know, man. It's it's coming. It's definitely coming. What else can we talk about? If y'all are just joining us, though, we are talking tonight about well, we're talking about everything because this is Advice Monday. So you you already know how we do it uh, on on Ask Data on Advice Monday. It's pretty much whatever you want to talk about. Uh, any questions or comments you guys have, or if you guys just want to kind of hang back. Listen in. Shout out to everybody over in the in the group posting away. I see the thread. That's the new chat room. So go ahead and um, you know just chat away. I'll I'll go read the comments probably in the morning or something. Uh, what else though? But yeah, so so there's that. Uh, you know, don't don't buy into society's definition of beauty or just whatever they want you to think. Independent woman mentality. There's a there's a thing that goes along with the whole daddy issues syndrome. Um, I didn't need him. I don't need a man. I don't need love. And so I'm an. That's really where that comes from. You know, you don't hear women who typically grow up grew up with a, uh, you know, two parents loving, you know, family. You don't hear that. You don't hear people talking. I'm independent. Because one, the moment they seem to get into a relationship, oh, all that stuff goes out the window. I love my boo. I did it like what happened? To, I thought you were independent. You know what I mean? And so, independent. I mean, see, my wife. Y'all gotta realize, even her. You know, she was very independent. When I met her, she was a homeowner. She was a supervisor at her job. She was, you know, educated. I mean, you know, all types of things. These are not things that she had not done independently. But I think that you know, not I think when she, when we met, when she when we got together, she had no issue losing the independent mentality and adopting a, a, a dependent mentality. See, but I think a, a lot of people, they, you know, before the psychos get up and like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? See, it's not about it being one sided. That's what a lot of people don't realize because when you depend on somebody, that should mean. They depend on you as well. See, see, just like my wife needs me, I need her. So it's not a, you know, a, a weird type of thing or anything like that. We depend on each other. And if you guys, once you guys get married, 
if you get married, you will see that. There's nothing wrong with being submissive. That In fact, it's biblical. The Bible clearly says, wives submit to your husbands as your husbands submit to the Lord. Well, I submit to the Lord, so that makes it okay for her to submit to me. And it should make it okay for you if you deal with, end up dealing with a man who's submitting to God. Now, if you're dealing with somebody who submits to Satan, you know, based on his lifestyle, well, then that's probably why you have such an issue being submissive. So you just got to think about it from a, think about everything from a biblical perspective. So that's that. What? So that's the whole independent one. Now, look, can we have some, can we have a little fun? Can we? Can yeah, we go keep ahead. It a little bit, a little bit more real. Like, go ahead. More real. I mean, as if we did. I mean, we've real we've been real. <laughs> yeah, we've been real. How about how about ladies? <laughs> you got to stop having sex with your ex. Oh. You know because, I mean, see that's the thing. We live in a society where, you know, it's you want. Love, you know, women want love, they want affection, they want to have that comfort, uh, but unfortunately, they have become um, opposed to starting over. They want their cake and eat it too. They want to have the sex with a someone who they're comfortable with. They don't want to just have random. They want to have sex. Period. That's the that's the probably one is they don't want to stop having sex. So the question is, well, who do I have sex with? Well, I don't want to just have sex with everybody new that I meet. So what I'll do is until I find that special someone, I will have sex with my ex because even though we're not going to be together, he still fulfills my sexual needs. Well, that is making keeping you single, and it's rendering you emotionally unavailable. That's one of the things. That's the first thing you've got to do. I mean, that's. I don't even know if there's anything else to say to it. Just stop having sex with you. Stop having sex, period. But specifically, stop having sex with your exes. That's keeping you single. That's something that you can work on doing while you are preparing yourself to be found by your king, while you are waiting on the Lord. That's something you can stop. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? I agree with that. Um, of course, obviously, you know, that's something that you want to, to stop doing. You don't want to have sex. But also, um, when you stop having sex with that person, work on removing them from your your thoughts. I, I mean, that's, that's the next step um, that I would say. Because a lot of times, you know, women aren't, they're not sleeping with their exes, not all the time, but they still think about them every day. You know, when they wake up every morning, that's the first person they think about. And, you know, their thoughts are just plagued about, you know, past memories or just the heartbreak of what, you know, what transpired between them. And that's something to work on and give to God and just really um, allow him just to work on you so that person's no longer a part of your life in any capacity. So not even through your thoughts. That's it. That's it right there. You got to just, just get these guys out of there. You know what I mean? They're not serving any. And I told you, I mean, they're, they're viewing you as whores. That's what y'all don't re- realize. Even though you're having sex with him, even though you're giving him your most precious asset, he's viewing you as a hoe. Because the way that we as men operate, ladies, is when we love you, you know, we want to be with you. We are naturally territorial, possessive beings. Like, that's just how we are. So... If a man is okay with having sex with you, but then okay with knowing that deep down 
another man has the opportunity to to do the same thing with you, we're not okay with that. And if he is okay with that, that means that he doesn't want he doesn't care about you. He doesn't want to be with you. If he did, then he would lock you down and he would protect you and 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 not leave you out there unspoken for and unaccounted for. So that's really what you have to really you got to look at that. It's like, wait a minute. If he's having sex with me and is okay with just saying, all right, well, look, it was good seeing you again. I'll see you another time. Well, how does he really feel about it? He doesn't care that I could be having sex with somebody else. He doesn't care that if I go out and someone asks me, hey, look, are you single? I have to say yes because I am. He doesn't care about that. If the answer to that question is no, he doesn't care, well, then you probably should stop having sex with him. I'm just, you know, that'd probably be a good idea. You know what I mean? Uh, so think about so that's the second thing is is stop having sex, you know what I mean? Leave him alone. Understand. Don't don't try to think like a man. Don't do that, but just understand the thought process that men go through. All right. Uh, what else we got here, um, ladies? Can I just this is kind of unrelated, but can y'all stop like letting these dudes proposition y'all to run trains? Just, just asking, like, like, like trains and and threesomes and and videotapes and you know, uh, cell phone porn, you know, uh, send, sending you know, headless horsemen pictures. These are all signs that he doesn't give a damn about you. Any man who wants to run a train or engage in a threesome or ask you to send you a, a naked picture of yourself, like, these are all things that you know, or videotape you doing sex. He doesn't want to be with you. Those things are designed to whore you out in the barbershops, like showing his friends. You know, just so you I'm just being honest with you. Men do not do that with women that they care about. Did you know that, Courtney? Um, well, now, but before, no. Like, I thought that that was just something, you know, fun that, you know, couples did, and it wasn't him, you know, viewing the woman as a whore. Like, I... I I didn't know back in the day that I was being viewed as a whore. Like I didn't. I just thought, so oh, men, he finds me. You said what? So wait, wait. So you're saying men try to get you to send them pictures? Um, yeah, I never did, but um, it was more so engaging threesomes, not trains, but um, threesomes, um, videotape. Although I, I think I may have been taped um, with the camera phone. What made you um, think that? Because um, my head was pushed down and I couldn't get back up for like a long period of time, like I was forced down. And um, yeah. I think I was being videotaped, honestly. Like, yeah, you were. Now I think. I mean, you. I can promise you, you were. That's the only reason. I mean, ladies, and I appreciate your realness, Courtney. I do. Um, you don't hear this type of realness anywhere else. Like, like, uh, you know, a lot of men really compliment you to me privately. And publicly, just because you you do keep it honest. I mean, how many women are going to be honest and say like, "Hey, look, you know, somebody had my face buried in the pillow." You know what I mean? But and that's I, I mean, I've I've listen, I know all about that. Okay, I've got a lot of cell phone porn from back in the day. You understand that, guys? I've had a lot of headless horsemen pictures sent to me. You know, and so that's what I'm saying to you. I've I've seen many of my Facebook friends naked. You say, oh, really? How how did you do that? Well, because what they don't realize is is that I know a lot of men, and so the the pictures that you're sending to these men, 
I'm I'm one of the guys that they forward them to. I was back in the day, at least. You know, that, so I'm getting that. Those pictures are floating around all of Facebook. So it's not just that guy who is seeing it. It's that guy, his best friend, that other guy's best friend, and then his best friend, and then his homie, and then his football team teammate. It's like every, everyone's seeing it. His frat brother, everyone sees it. So I mean, you just gotta you just gotta really respect yourself because the thing about it is respectable women don't do that. Now, if I ask my wife to do something, hey, look, why don't you send me? Hey, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's when it becomes okay because that's my wife. You understand? My homie Steve, shout out to Steve in the group. If he wants to have his wife do a little something freaky for him, that's okay because that's his wife. It's all under the, the sanctity of of marriage. But when you're just this Friday night freak, that's when it's not okay. So just think about this. Stuff. Marriage is a great thing. And, and I'm, let me just say this, too. Don't ever allow a broken heart. Don't allow bitterness or hurt or pain or anger or strife to or depression to cause you to believe that marriage is the problem. Mar- Trust me, I'm just trying to tell you, marriage is not the problem. Marriage is a great thing from an, uh, uh, an emotional standpoint, from a mental standpoint. I mean, you can just relax and chill and have no stress. Uh, financial standpoint, marriage is great. I'm married. I'm, we're, we're celebrating um, three years in July. Guys, July 10th is my anniversary. You guys, you psychos out there, you wish me happy anniversary. You wish Danny happy <laughs> anniversary. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. But seriously, it, it's a great thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I mean, it seems like we just got married a couple of years ago. I mean, it's not anything. It's only a problem when you're married to the wrong person. Because, see, when you're married to the wrong person, that means that it's temporary. And then the effect, see, see divorce is a sin. Marriage is one of the, is the, really one of the, the most sacred things that God can give you. Okay, and so when you take that for granted, or when you make a mockery of it, well, then there there are ramifications, there are consequences to that, you know. And so divorce, obviously, God, you know how God feels about divorce, prenuptial agreement. You guys are making a mockery of something sacred, so that so there are consequences. So then that's why that's why a lot of people will say, "Oh, marriage is horrible." Yeah, it's only or well, it's going to be horrible if you make a mockery of it. If you don't take it seriously, that's that's when it becomes horrible. So just you know, but but trust me, my my grandmom was married for like seventy years to my grandfather. They both died in their hundreds. My mom and dad, I mean, obviously been married forever. My uh, my wife's parents were married forever until he passed last year. So I mean, listen, marriage is a great thing when it's done right. When you come from a family of love. You're destined to have love. You understand? It's just, just that's usually how it goes. Now, if you don't come from that type of family, you can't control that, but you can still work on yourself so that you are working on an even playing field. You know what I'm saying? You can be just as emotionally available as someone who who grew up with that with that same lifestyle. So think about these things, guys. Let's talk about um, what else, man. So obviously the whole ex thing. Just just lead those friends with ladies. I gotta tell y'all something. Yo, you got to take these weaves out your heads, man. All right? Take these freaking weaves out. 
That's what I'm trying to, like, listen. Again, do not be conformed to this world. See? That's that's the problem with you guys. You got to take the weeds out because you've become conformed to the, 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 the styles and the the trends of the world. But, see, the weeds aren't just being, see, look at I'm watching I'm watching these shows. There's a guy tied up in a freaking leotard here on the show. I'm sorry, ABC. A guy, guys, turn on ABC real quick. Put on me, a, a man. I'm not even watching. I don't know what it is. But it's a show called Mistresses. It just happens to be on here. And a guy is tied up in some in a, some fishnet crap. You see what oh, they're wow. doing? You see what they're putting on network television now? A show about whores and a, and a gay guy tied up in some type of fishnet outfit. I don't even... It, you see what this, what's going on here, Courtney? That's crazy. I don't have my TV on, but I believe it. That's crazy. I don't even... I'm not even watching it. I just have it like it's just on mute. And I'm obviously doing the show. And that's what I see. I see the show called Mistresses, which obviously means whores. You know, women who have, who commit adultery, that's why they're mistresses. And you see a a, a, a gay guy, some d- big diesel uh, black, I mean white guy, tied up in some fishnet, uh, some fishnet outfit. Freaking ridiculous, man. You think God is pleased with this? It says right here, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be, that you may prove that is what is good and acceptable and perfect in the will of God. He's not. He's, you think God is okay with some man with some fishnet crap on? No, God doesn't like that. No. This homosexual crap, this gay and lesbian crap. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, we have a show called Pedophiles. Oh, I'm sorry, it's already on. To catch a predator. My bad. All these shows are already on. It's already they're, they're, They claim to be against it, but they put this stuff on because they know these perverts like watching it. These sick bastards. <laughs> this world, man, this world is crazy. Uh, so yeah, but back to these weaves, though. You know what I mean? Don't, don't think I just got out, got off of that. No, we're gonna take some time and talk about these freaking weaves. Listen, ladies, you gotta leave the weaves alone. These men don't like them. That's not sexy. They're not cute. Time for fun and games is over. No sugar coating needed. Take the weaves out your head. They look ridiculous. They, there's no. Weave and sexy do not go together. That they're oxymoronic. Those are two opposites. Okay, they they're they're, they're disgusting. They are fake. They're nasty. Men hate them, and I'm probably one of the only men out here who has the balls enough to say it. To say, black women, take these weaves out your heads. They're keeping you single. Okay, they're keeping you single. Well, somebody, well, that's not true. They're not kidding. I know a lot of women that wear weaves and they're married. Okay, listen. A lot of people get married. The question is, are they getting married to the man that God has for them? There's not every man out here, ladies, prays for a wife who doesn't rock a weave. Now, whether or not he gets that prayer, whether or not he settles for less than that prayer that he's asking for, is that's going to depend on that man. But see, I'm not one of those men. The men of Barbershop Talk are not one of those men. Elite men do not settle for anything, let alone that. So what I'm trying to tell you is, what kind of man do you want? Do you want a man who goes after what he wants and gets it? Or do you want a man who who prays for something 
and says, ah, oh, what the heck? I didn't get it. I'll just go ahead and settle for this. You don't want a man like that. You know no, what I'm saying? I or, sure don't. Exactly. Or do you want a woman, or or, or are you the type of woman? Because here's the thing. you A lot of you want those types of men because you're that type of woman. You know that because your faith is lacking, you are not praising God the way you should or the way you want to or would like to. You don't have that relationship that you would, that you would hope for. So you have settled and have decided to just deal with any any old body. And just because someone is better than your ex, you say, "Well, that's good enough for me." And so the, the now, so you guys really deserve each other. The same type of man who settles for a woman who wears these nasty weeds in her head is going to be with the same type of woman who most likely is settling for less than the type of man that she really wants. And those are the the those are like those relationships are the recipe for disaster. An emotionally unavailable woman with a non-elite man, destined for failure. So, any any, any thoughts? Courtney, you used to be a weave wear. What made you decide to take that crap out your head? <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat the Yo, I'm about to start. Yo, I'm about to really get hype out here, man. Seriously. I, because this is the problem. The women need to know. They think it's a joke. They think it's a game. They think that it's no big deal. And it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a huge it's a huge deal, ladies. These men just don't have the testicles to tell you it's a big deal. These men are the same men who are on Facebook commenting and liking your statuses and your bikini pictures and telling you how sexy you are and damn when can I see you and yo, what are you doing? All these things are the, those are the men who just want to smash. And that type of attention, ladies, is not Love, it's not interest, it's not anything substantial. They just want to smash. And those are the same types of men who will claim that they are okay with weaves until they get the sex. You're thinking that, oh, okay, no, it's no big deal. You know, I'll just wear a weave, you know, and, you know, he'll love me and we'll have sex and it'll materialize into something else. No, then you're wondering why it's not going anywhere. Well, it's not going anywhere because he doesn't like your weave. I said I wasn't going to do this, but the, the homie, uh, uh, the guy in the group last night asked me, to, he asked me about talking about why some of these men, he said we never talk about it. Well, guess what? I'll talk about it right now. He said the reality is a lot of women just aren't cute enough for men to commit to. Now, I want to talk about it in the proper context. When we talk about what elite men look for in a wife, we talk about the three things that they look for, a great personality, a high level of respectability, and 100% emotional availability. That's what elite men look for. So obviously, no, looks aren't going to be the number one thing or really even on that list of, of, of things that are of most importance. But am I going to sit here and lie to you and say that looks aren't important and they're not a factor? No, not at all, because they are. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is that when you are in that player stage, see, that's the difference. When you're in the uh, the ready to settle down stage, you're thinking long term. 
So a woman having to be a dime, that's like high school. That's like college stuff. Nobody talks like that. No elite man is going to talk like that when you say, oh, she's got to be a dime. she got to look like wh- whoever, Halle Berry, whatever the case may be. No, nah, he's going to be like, yo, I'm looking for someone who's a great woman, an overall great woman. Like my wife is a great overall woman. Yes, she's beautiful, but she also is a great overall woman who will also be great in 50 years. You understand? So that's what's most important. But when you have the cycles that are in the dog stage and the player stage, and women are dealing with men in that in those stages, and they're trying to figure out why they're getting strung along, why they're not committing, and in a lot of cases the reason is because the sex is good, but they're just not attracted to them. That's the truth. Y'all wanted the truth. That's the truth. Some of y'all in in the eyes of that man are just not cute enough. Have I ever specifically not committed to good women because they weren't cute enough? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wasn't attracted to him, and, and I at that time, I knew I had a certain image of who I wanted to be with in my mind. But, again, I was clearly in the player stage, the dog and player stage. So, really, we're t- I'll talk about it, but it really is irrelevant because you don't need to be worried about what men in the dog and player stage look like. But, absolutely, it's the case for many women. The problem is they just don't know that they're dealing with men in the dog and player stage. Does that make sense to you, Corey? How does that feel? And I know it hurts to hear. Yes, some of you just aren't cute enough. Okay, that's 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 that. Am I? You see what I'm saying? The truth hurts. The truth is not a joke. It's not funny. It's not people. You shouldn't have comedians giving relationship advice because this, this stuff is real. Is the, is what I just said a hundred percent truth? True, yes. There are men out here who will deal with a woman. They will string a woman along. They will have sex with a woman. They'll do everything with that woman but commit to her. The reason why? Because they're just not cute enough to that man. Now, am I going to sit here and say that 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 woman will never be viewed as the most beautiful? woman in the world by somebody else, the man that God has for her? No, absolutely, I won't say that, because that's the truth. They will be. They can be. But for many men, the reason they don't commit is for no other reason that they are just not as attracted to that woman as they need to be. That's as real as I know how to be. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? Um, I mean, it is what it is. Like, that didn't really... Um, bother me because I'm just not concerned with uh, men in a dog and player stage. So, I mean, if that's their mentality, that's their mentality. That's it. It doesn't matter. Like you just said, it, it sh- and it shouldn't bother you. If that bothers anyone, if that makes you a little uh, uh, hyper, you know what I'm saying, a little, little uh, sweaty under the armpits, <laughs> you know what I mean, get you a little worked up, well then, hey, Stop dealing with these psychos. A lot of people always say, well, what about the men, Daydon? Well, don't worry. What, what men? What are you told? The, the psychos? Well, why are you worried about them for? Stop stop having sex with them. Then you won't have to worry about the men. The, what about the men? What about them? If you're worried about wait, waiting to be found by your king, why are you worried about the porn? So, just made that up right now. You like how this stuff just comes out of nowhere, don't you, Courtney? Keep it real. I wouldn't say all that, but um, <laughs> I'm just playing. I love the analogies. I do. Let's keep it. Let's keep it moving. Um. So yeah. So the. I mean, can, I think we can move on after off the weeds because that, you know, it's a it's an unpleasant topic. Because so many women went. Now and again, we're not talking about the cancer patients, 
the leukemia, the you know what I mean? I'm not talking about all that stuff. I know there are people who are sick and they wear weaves and wigs for, for medical purposes, but I'm not I'm talking about the women who actually think it's cute. All right, that's what I'm talking. No one thinks it's cute. I don't care what he tells you. He doesn't think it's cute. I promise you. My dad told me a long time ago, he said, the next, I remember one time a woman came into our home. My dad used to, he was in one of those, you think I'm blunt? You think I'm real? My dad said, look, my dad used to punch me in the face, man. My, my dad used to, like, beat us up. You know what I mean? Like, if we even looked wrong. I'm just he didn't punch me in the face. But I'm saying he used to really grip us up. And, like, he was, like, one of those no, take-no-crap type of guys. And I remember one time a young woman, or, you know, some type of woman came into the home or, one of my sister's friends, I forget who came into the house, but I said I said something stupid, like, oh, my gosh, her hair looks crazy. And me and my brothers were laughing. He, he gripped us up. He said, Yo, don't you, you make that the last time you ever make a comment about a woman's hair who comes into this house. You understand that? And, and that was the last time I ever said anything like that. You understand that? So I think that, you know, a lot of men were raised in a similar way. It's kind of taboo to talk about a woman. Say you always see people say, "Well, don't don't touch a black woman." I mean, but we got to start start being honest with black women, black women because we're not doing them any favors by lying to them, by making them think that these styles are 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 okay. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone's afraid, but that's the real reason that black men are dating out of their race because they want women with these with real hair. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not like rocket science. Everyone, every you ever notice these people do these shows and these topics on interracial dating, and they'll talk about everything but, you know, the hair. I mean, like, come on, can we start? Can we start being honest? Can we address the elephant in the room? White women tend to typically have longer real hair. Typically, in today's society, black women tend to rock these long weaves. Hmm, I wonder why so many black men are dating outside of their race. I mean, come on, you guys. Not, it's not hard to figure out. It's not rocket science. They don't like these weaves. Don't actually, we got to talk about this tomorrow when the fellas come back. Hey, I know they'll keep it real. What are your thoughts? Anything on that? I mean, yeah, it's true um, that you know other races don't. You know, they don't wear the extensions like that, and they have the long natural hair. But the thing is. We as black women have the capacity to grow long hair. It's just that when we put weaves and all the other stuff in it, it just takes it out. And so I just feel like, honestly, weaves take away from your natural beauty. Like You can be a beautiful woman, but you slap that weave on, you look absolutely ridiculous. And it's like a lot of women wear it and they think they're cute. It's not cute at all. It's fake. It looks fake. Stop wearing it. Well, and here's the thing. I would even prefer if you guys, you know, I mean, I could think of so many different hairstyles that look that would look better. I don't care if you rock a, 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 an afro, you know, braids. Even I mean, um, I mean anything, anything but that. Even if it's like shoulder length, even get a get a freaking um, get a baldy or something. I mean, whatever, anything is better than a fake weave. I, I can promise you that. All right, so there's that. Oh, boy, boy, where are we at here? What else can we talk about in regards to how to prepare yourself? That's what we're talking about. Um, a young woman online asked a question uh, in regards to her, or she just posted a status about her, her best friend of seven years. Uh, she said he just ended our friendship because he's married now, 
and his wife is uncomfortable uh, with it. She said that she was anticipating this moment. And I, I mentioned that I would touch on this on tonight's show in regards to the whole friendship thing. Ladies, here's the thing. A lot of you have a fear of being uh, single, a fear of being alone indefinitely. So one of the things that you want to do is, or so, one of the things that you do is that you keep, you surround yourselves with these 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 friends, these males these, who will tell you that you're beautiful and pretty and, you know, take you out to eat, go to the movies with you, do diff- different things with you, late night phone conversations. These are the things that men are looking for there to be an absence of, okay? We don't want those things there. We don't want those men there. So what you want to do is you want to start, the you know, distancing yourself because you, when you want to be a wife, you 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 have to act like a wife, even if you're single. You don't wait to act like a wife until for the time that you become a wife. You understand that? You have to start the process now. Start the preparation process now. That's how that needs to go. Uh, so there's that. What else? Um, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think she knew that that friendship was not platonic, at least on her end. Um, it wasn't, and that's kind of how she knew that it was it was coming. I mean, somebody had to move on. So, um, I mean, I just agree. It's just best not to. I'm not saying you can't be friends with somebody of the opposite opposite sex, but it needs to be platonic. And unfortunately, most of the time, those friendships aren't platonic. So. Stop fooling yourself because he's moved on. He's married now. She's the one who's single. Where she, if she had let him go, she might have been the one married. You know, so that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that I don't. I'd like to talk to her um, at some point because that I can almost guarantee that that friendship was not platonic. Now that I can guarantee, almost guarantee that. I mean, if you're talking two to three times a week, I just don't. It doesn't seem like it was platonic to me, honestly. But um, also, the other woman seems to have some type of um, insecurities because if she says it wasn't platonic, and you know they say they never dealt with you, never kissed, no, no physical contact, and somebody just has a problem with female friends for no reason. I mean, I'm friends with Courtney, I'm friends with Nikia. I mean, I have a few female friends that you know my wife has no problem with. I mean, that's not a that shouldn't you don't just have to cut off friendships just to cut them off. That's no, it's the key word there is platonic. Is it platonic? If it's not platonic, then it has to go. If there's flirting, if there's an attraction, you know, if, if it's like weird stuff or any type of history, then it has to go. But if there's no attraction there, then if there's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, what else we got there? So there, so so do that. Get rid of these uh, these these friends. We talked about losing the attitudes, and I, one thing I'll just say about that is. And we'll, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, so I don't want to spend uh, too much time talking about it, But this is what the Bible says. One of the things that the Bible says is to boast not of yourself uh, uh, to tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring forth. Okay? Boast not of yourself, boast not yourself of tomorrow, for you know not what a a day may bring, and in, in layman's terms, basically, look, stop boasting, stop bragging, 
Because stop, stop feeling yourself. Because really, you don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen to you the next day. You don't know what your future holds. That's basically what they're saying, Proverbs 27, one. And, and and we live in a society where there's a lot of that going on. And I want to break this down a little bit further for you guys. Because a lot of women, that's their issue. They're boasting about themselves, but they're not thinking of what the morrow holds. Meaning, like, you're 25 and single. You got that sexy body, the big butt, the flat stomach, the pretty face, the long hair. You understand it? You know, a lot of a lot of sex going on. You've heard some different things about what you're like in bed, so you kind of know if, that you may be working with a little something. If you guys catch my drift, so you, 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 that that gives you a certain swagger about you at 25, right? But guess what? You got you don't. That's why the Bible says, "Do not boast of tomorrow, because you don't know what 35 may bring. You don't know what 40 may bring." Because, see, after two kids, things aren't the way they used to be when they were 25. 25 is a lot different from 45. And I'm just saying that you want to not boast. Don't let that that attitude, you know, those looks go to your head. Don't start feeling yourself because, you know, the same guys that you're turning down. We did a show several, uh, what, about one of the first classic barbershop shows with this new group. We did entitled, um, what was it? Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. You know they were all on me. You know Google that, and and that was a classic show where we talked about how nice guys finish last and good girls who want bad boys. You understand? And, and so we we have experienced a number of that. I I get women coming out the woodwork all the time from from high school from college who look disgusting now. I know some of the most beautiful women in high school who look disgusting now, and, and the problem they had the biggest attitudes back in uh, back then because of how the, you know the, the attention that they got. Now they don't get so much attention. Now they want the nice guy that they didn't necessarily want in high school, and and every man I know has multiple stories like that. So all I'm saying is, and not even what I'm saying, what the Bible is saying in Proverbs twenty-seven one in regards to how you can work on yourself, lose the attitude. Boast not yourself of tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring forth. What a powerful scripture that is, Courtney. That is so powerful. I mean, basically, you know, don't wait until, don't let those years go by and, you know, and go through just a lot of drama and unnecessary um, experience to, you know, become a humble person. Get You know, get it right today. Don't have that attitude. Just be humble. And appreciate the nice guys. Right, 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 absolutely. So you you got to appreciate that. I see a call in the line from the 404 area code. Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. Yo, Daydon. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I know I asked you to keep it 1,000, man, but you kept it 1 million tonight, man. You're keeping it too real, man. <laughs> I appreciate Who's this, Randy? Yeah, it's Randy, man. Hey, hey man, I appreciate you calling in, man. Let everybody know where you're calling in from. I'm calling from Louisville, Kentucky, man. I got an eight data. I just want to tell you, man, I almost broke up with my girl <laughs> because she was like being disobedient to the advice she was giving. You know what I'm like saying? Like what? That's what, how what, real it is, what she what she said? What what was she doing? I think the other I forgot what night it was, but uh she was taking a shower, you know what I'm saying? I had got you know, got a bath water ready for a shower and 
I said, I wanted her to listen to the show with me. So she was listening, and she agreed with most of everything that you guys were saying. But then when I think you and Courtney, start, when you start keeping it real, talking about women getting smashed, like she started getting, like, almost offended. And I was like, you know, what you, what you getting offended for? You know what I mean? So we got to talking, and she's like, well, I don't like how they use those words. And let me tell you, Dana, man, I've been listening to you for a while, man. I know for sure I, I used to be just like you. You know what I mean? Back in your back in your heydays, man. So I know you can, everything you're saying is on point, and it's, it's basically what women need to hear, man. But and she was just like, like I said, being disobedient, man, to that to that to that knowledge, and I almost broke up with her, man. I'm serious, you know what I mean? So, so y'all good now? <laughs> yeah, we good. We talked about it, man. But you know what I'm saying? Like I say, the way I'm going with my life, and I just want somebody. I got we got to be on the same page, man. I, I can't have, I can't be going one way and my woman going another way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, how long y'all been together? I've been together for a year and a half. Oh man, okay. All right, yo man. Well, I, well, wish y'all the best of luck, man. Hopefully y'all can, uh, you know, get that to, uh, <clears throat> you know, hopefully that she's the one. You know, all I say is pray about that, man. I know how those, you know, be careful with those showers, man. You know what I mean? Running that, you said running that bath word. You know what I mean? Y'all, that's probably not all y'all did after. You know what I'm saying? Talk, <laughs> but, but hey, but yo, I, Randy's a cool dude, man, and he keeps it honest. You know because that's how it is. We we want our women. To 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 not be going in a different direction, as he said. Now a lot of women under they mistake that. Well, you want a robot or you know somebody to just say a yes, woman? No, no, it's not about that. But you know, my wife and I disagree on things all the time. I mean, but she, you know, we're on the same page. You know, we agree on the things that we need to agree on. And so, when you have that bond, when you have that, like he said. I, I wouldn't necessarily use the word disobedient, but you know, I get what he was saying though. I mean, she was just going against him and, and we're speaking the truth. So if she's if we're speaking the truth from a biblical perspective and she's going against that, well then she's not on the same page as him. So I feel him on that. I feel him one hundred percent on that. So ladies, I'm just telling y'all, it's a lot of stuff out here. We're looking for that special one. And it's up to you to show us that you're that special one. If you start talking that crazy stuff and you want to start, you start feeling yourself, I'm going to be right and he's going to do what I want to do and I'm going to say what I want to say, that will leave you single. There are some fights that you are not going to win and that you shouldn't even be fighting. Just go with the flow, man. Just stop, stop the arguing. Know your role, know your place, and understand that you will never win a power struggle in a relationship. You may think that you won, but... Like he said, he was about to, but she probably doesn't even know he was about to break up with her. You know what I'm saying? But he just said he was about to break up with her. So, but yeah, I appreciate Randy for um, calling in and keeping it real. And I told you, he told me, he said, keep it real. <laughs> Y'all, don't, that ain't nothing but a word, man. You know, time for funny games is over. You know, women and more and more women are single. We're seeing more and more of these fake relationship experts popping up, giving horrible advice. It's just, it's like a, it's like a freaking plague. You know what I'm saying? And, and sickness. You know, and people are really feeding into this stuff. And, and there's there's a there's a serious shortage of of strong black Christian men who are not afraid to tell the truth to black women. And I'm not one of them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all saw y'all saw the sword collection I had to post up. I'm not afraid of anybody or anything. <laughs> you understand that, guys? Sword collection, gun collection. I'm not worried about nothing. You understand that? I'm just messing with y'all. I'm having a little fun. But seriously, we just need people to to be honest. There's no re- there's no reason in the front. So, um, so there's that. So losing the attitude, 
um, career, nice body, good looks. A lot of women, they feel like, oh, I got no kids. Okay, that's great, but will you still have no kids for, after 10 years of that independent women, woman way of thinking? Because y'all know how that goes. You'll still have, even Beyonce said in the song, in, here's the irony there. In the song, Independent Woman, which I played for y'all last week, she even sings about women being hoes by having one-night stands. She's encouraging. That's why people say, well, hold up, Dana. Why do you have such a problem with Beyonce? Because she encourages women to be hoes. After it's all done, please get up and leave. I only call you over when I'm feeling lonely. Well, so you're a hoe then. Oh, okay, cool. And this is who Michelle Obama and the Obamas co-sign as a great role model for their teenage daughters. What kind of role model encourages women to have sex, have one-night stands, and get smutted out on a Friday night? What kind of crap is that? Hoes, you know, listen, man, y'all about to get me in trouble, man. About to get me banned, because y'all know what I want to say. I know what I wouldn't. What I, oh, man, see, let me just keep it moving, man. I'll tell you after closed doors what I want to say, Courtney. But it doesn't. It's not nothing nice about the Obamas. I'll tell you all that. I can promise you that. But I'll keep it moving. I don't want to lose people. Mess around. Shut down my show. And then y'all, you know what I mean? Y'all wouldn't be able to hear nothing like they did last time. Did y'all, listen, hold on. Let me just ask y'all a question. Y'all remember when we used to do all when we were really in a zone for a quick second? We did our post Grammy special on Satanism. We did our special on Beyonce and Bow Down. We did our we did the, the Boston bombing show talking about the Illuminati, how the whole thing was just set up and all this stuff. We we were going hard for a minute, the whole Super Bowl thing, and all types of technical difficulties, right? Now that we've kind of chilled out a little bit, we got back to kind of doing what we've been, you know what I'm saying, more known for. Where, where are the technical difficulties at, Courtney? Right, they're nowhere to be seen because it's, it's you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, where's the static? Where's the static <laughs> now? Where's me trying to rebroadcast something and, and there's no show? Where's all that? I'm not, listen, guys, I'm not doing anything differently. Nothing. I've been. I've done over a thousand shows. I do the same thing I do every night. The same system. I do it from the same place. The same tech, technology. All that stuff is the same. It's not a coincidence. We start talking about God. We start talking about the Illuminati. We start talking about the devil. All of a sudden, it's technical difficulties. Y'all think anybody who thinks that's a coincidence is crazy. <laughs> it's, it sounds like crystal clear right now because we ain't talking about nothing that was that is deemed a threat. But let me shut up before they mess us up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, what else can we talk about? This is some fun stuff right here. Um, you know, we're talking tonight about how can you how can you prepare yourself, right? I think we've done a good job of talking about everything. One of the things I said online is that if you're not living for God, you're living for Satan. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much how it goes. You know, if you're not living for the Word, you're living for the world. Uh, there was a guy now. There was a guy online the other day, who uh, or yesterday, who who he must be a little bit new. He must not be familiar with the group. He used some profanity, but. I'll talk about this question because it's a good question. But yo, y'all gotta stop leaving that using that profanity, man. You know what I'm saying? That's disrespectful. It's a Christian group. It's a Christian show. Um, he says, "Why are so many black women insecure, jealous, jaded, and su- suspicious towards black men?" He said, "Did y'all brothers f that up?" 
And it, I mean, it's actually a good question because you know, it's there are a lot of men who have who are bastards, who are who are psychos, who have really messed up the minds and the hearts of these black women. Which is really that's exactly why these women are insecure, jealous, jaded, and suspicious. Now let me ask you, Courtney, because you can relate to that. You actually used to uh, throw bricks into uh, car windows, and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what, what? Why were you jealous, insecure, jaded, and suspicious towards black men? Um, I mean, in a nutshell, because you know I had low self-esteem. Um, as a result of my dad not being around and just other guys that I dealt with, um, I just really let that get to me to the point where I just felt like I had to do that to get attention. It was all about attention. That's really, that's why I did everything. I just wanted that attention that I never received in the past. That's why women do that. That's why they, you know, burn, um, not burn, but throw bricks in windows. That's why they do crazy stuff. They just want you to have that have that spotlight on them for one second to say, oh, wow, he's paying attention to me now because daddy didn't pay attention to me. Right. I had an ex-girlfriend. This is the craziest thing about it, guys. I had an ex-girlfriend in college. When I was in college, <clears throat> and I'll leave her, you know, anonymous, but we were chilling. And I remember her, one of her good friends, called her up, just pissed off, super pissed off. And, and you know, and I was like, uh, oh, what's going on? I think we were watching a movie or something, just chilling. She was like, yo, girl, I need you to take a ride with me. Come on. I'm coming over to pick you up. Like, she's like, all right, what? She's like, what the heck? No, nah, we're chilling. She's like, no, nah, I need you. Come on. She's like, yeah, do you mind if I just go? I got it. She's going through something. She, I was like, what the heck? Well, what's she got to do? She's like, she talking about she wants me to go with her to put some gas, some sugar in this guy's gas tank. I'm like, what the heck? And and so she went, and I I, remember, I think I forget how it ended up happening, but I ended up going with her, and just to kind of take a ride, and um, I tried to talk her out of it, but she was like, the devil was in her, and she I sat there and unfortunately had to watch this young woman put sugar in this man's gas tank. He believed like those. Are, I used to think those were just rumors. Like I didn't think that stuff actually happened. I didn't think women actually did that. But I literally saw a woman put sugar, and it was I. I, didn't, I would have literally y'all probably like, hey man, you couldn't stop. I tried. Trust me, fellas. I tried. I wouldn't want to see no, nobody have that happen. To nobody. But I would have had to physically restrain this chick, and I wasn't putting my hands on no chick. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying. Can you? I mean, I'm, I, I want to say, can you believe that? But I already know you know how that can be when you're in that. In that zone. Yeah, I had I had um, some sugar with me that night to put in his gas tank. What the heck? Yeah, that's another portion of the story I probably didn't share before, but yes. Yeah, you left I that out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I had I had sugar with me, and the only reason I didn't put it um, in his gas tank is because I wanted him to drive her home because I didn't want her to stay in his apartment any longer. Wow. Then she, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't. That's the only reason I didn't do it. But I had it. I was ready. Well, see, here's the thing, ladies. What y'all have to realize is that it's that's what weak women do. And Courtney knows that. I always I have a saying. You know, weak women in the face of adversity, weak women respond with immaturity, vindictiveness. You know, um, just immature behavior, um, psycho behavior. But strong women in the face of adversity walk away. 
with their head held high and their dignity intact. That's the difference between strong women and weak women. And there's a lot of weak women out here. And so you, you have to make a decision because the problem with it is is that these the reason that happens, the real reason that happens is or why women react that way is because deep down the women know that there's nothing they can do emotionally to hurt that man. They know that. That's it. There's like, you know, leaving is not going to hurt him because you realize that he doesn't care about you to begin with. But you know that he cares about that car. You know that he cares about his apartment building window, and he's going to have to pay money to get that fixed. See, that's the thing. So you you, you feel as though he doesn't care about me, so I'm going to get something that he cares about. And that is a, a miserable way to be because walking away should be enough. Understanding that he doesn't want to be that that you that you are no longer in his life should be enough. And so, but when it's not, like Courtney said, there are some self esteem issues there. And so that's how that goes. So I just want to you know so there's that, but yeah, that that's where the jealousy, the the being jaded and suspicious, going through men's phones because you have ended up in a situation where you are not. You're not loving yourself. Anything else to add to that, Courtney? I mean, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else to say. You got to love yourself. Yeah. We're also going to be doing a show. I'm not sure exactly when. I know Courtney and I talked about this on Saturday. We're gonna. There's a lot of game playing going on out here in relationships. You know, from the, the the you know calls not being returned in a timely manner. Acting like you, you know, you don't like somebody when you really do. Playing hard to get, you know, tug of war with the panties. There's a lot of games being played in the the dating and the in the relationship um, phases. And we want to do a show where we talk about many of these games and what we can do to eliminate the games. We did a show a couple years ago on this topic, but I think it's about time we do the 2013 version of of the game playing or games that are being played in and out of the bedroom, part two. You can probably catch the original one from a few years ago in the archives if you Google games that are being played in and out of the bedroom. But we want to revisit that topic um, from a 2013 perspective. We get ready to wrap it up tonight. I know, I know, guys, I know. You, you know, Nobody <laughs> wants to, but you know what I mean? But I don't want to either, but it's it's that time. You know what I'm saying? It's It's that time. But the good news is that we'll be back tomorrow. We will be back live tomorrow. That's a promise. I don't always promise it, but we will be back live tomorrow with the fellas, and we will continue tonight's conversation, but from the perspective of high-maintenance women. And just really what what that means and and how we deal with it, how we will see you, how we will treat you, and just everything that goes into just being high-maintenance. There was a really big debate over in the group about that, so I saw the debate. And any debate that you guys are passionate about, I'm passionate about, and so we can talk about it here on the show. So that's what we're going to do. Courtney, any last-minute words of wisdom or thoughts you want to share? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, You know, I would just tell 
um, the ladies, just to really um, take this time and and work on yourself. Don't just sit around and just expect God to, you know, bless you with your future husband. Definitely, you know, uh, work on improving yourself because you definitely deserve it and you deserve true love. So that's my advice. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, I said earlier online that um, that when you chase fame and money, you'll find the devil. But when you chase God, he'll bless you with success and happiness. And I want to add an addendum to that. When you chase fame, money, and sex, and even love, you'll find the devil. But when you chase God, he'll bless you with all those things. So think about that and reflect on that tonight. Because when you chase anything, that implies that it's trying to get away from you. And when, but when you chase God, he, won't, he doesn't run. You can run after him, and he'll run right into your arms, and he will give you everything that you want. But very few of us, and I say us because I was in this place at one point myself, you know, I wasn't chasing after God. I was I was actually running from God, to be honest with you guys. You know what I'm saying? I was running to the club. I was I was uh, in church once, and I'll tell you a quick story. I, I thought back, and um, back in the day, we used to, I used to chase ass. You know, and I, when I say ass, I mean literally just that, like sex. Nothing but just, we used to literally see big butts walk in to the door, and we would chase them. We'd be like, dang, oh, dang, where'd she go? Oh, we try to find her, chase her down, talk to her. And that's what we used to do. And, and me and my homies, we would look at that, and we would be entertained by that. But now, and so, I, you know, we just like stand there posted up watching it. But now in church, I was in church, and I was thinking back, that right after the pastor got done preaching, you know, he always opens up the altar, you know, for the altar call, and people, like, flood the aisles and, you know, go to the front of the church to give their lives to Christ. And I thought back, I was like, wow. I said, this time 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would literally be watching to see what bodies, you know, came through, what pretty faces came through, what big butts came through. But now I'm sitting back watching and, and, and with chills and and really just feeling blessed, watching all the people giving their lives to God, walking through the doors of the church as opposed to walking through the doors of the club. So it's just a blessing, man. You ever reflect back on it in a, in a similar way, Courtney? Just how things change and the things that how the things that used to give you pleasure no longer give you pleasure. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I things I used to pleasure in, um, you know, getting drunk and partying and um porn. I mean the list goes on. Like those are things that, you know, I, I was into and now I look back at it, it's just like it's disgusting. Even wearing weaves, that was something that I thought was cute. Now it's absolutely disgusting to me and that's only God because he's changed me so much. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't think anyone's changed more than me. It's and I'm just you know shout out to everybody. I, I mean, but seriously, like I've I've really changed. I've changed a lot. People who know me, like I'm talking about, really know me. Like I've changed. You know what I mean? I used to cuss women out. Like you know, I'll tell you a quick story. This is a funny story. <laughs> and shout out to her. She's listen. We're not friends anymore, but we used to be very close. A young woman and I. And I'll tell you, real quick, we got a little bit of time. I'm going to go wrap it up. I've never told this story on this show. But and you told me if I was wrong here. Now, 
me and this young woman, we met and we hit it off. I'm gonna tell you the whole story. We met and uh we met in the club and I she had like she was one of these very petite young women, kinda like your size, but had really long natural she was like your complexion actually, but had like like she was I'm trying to think. Like Dominican. She looked like she had like Dominican type of she was very dark skinned, but very not even dark, but like brown, like your complexion. But like very long hair and curly hair. Almost like she was like Brazilian or something like that. Long story short, so we I met her and we just hit it off. You know, we met on the dance floor and we ended up just talking the whole night and then we were just talking, you know, met up and we went out on like I think a second date, we were hanging out and we were driving and and we were like we went out had a nice time, I was driving her back home. And so she we got into an argument and she was she was like what did she say? She was like yeah, you uh, you look like you could get in the gym or something. She was like, yeah, you you do look kind of frail. I was like, what? <laughs> I said, what the heck? I said, you let no. I'm gonna tell you what happened. She was like, yeah, and I think I brought it up. I said something like, man, I think I hurt my my back doing something. She's like, oh, you were in the gym. She's like, yeah, you need to stay in the gym because you could look like you're a little frail. I said, frail? Like, what do you? What do you? I said, why you? Why you say that? She's like, no, nah, like. I'm just saying, you look frail. I said, well, I've always been kind of slender. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call myself frail. I mean, frail gives the like the impression like I'm like sickly or something, like I'm super skinny. I said, I'm, that's, that's never been me. I mean, I keep myself in shape. I'm not frail. She's like, no, I'm, I hear you. She, I'm just saying, you look frail. She's like, not in a bad. She's like, and she even tried to clinch. She's like, not not in a bad way. You just look frail. I'm like, yo, can you can you not say that though? I said, I, I hear you, but I'm taking that like in a in like a disrespectful manner. Like maybe just say something different. She's like, no, I'm saying you look frail. Like she's like, not in a bad way, but you, I'm just using that word frail. I said, why don't you just use a different word? So we're like going back and forth, and she was like the female version of me, and she just wouldn't shut up. You know what I'm saying? So and we would, neither one of us would back down. And we had some battles. I'm not going to put her name out there, but uh, we had some really intense battles And she over this whole thing of being frail. And it wasn't a big deal, but because I wouldn't let it go and she wouldn't let it go, it became a big deal. And she was like, you know what, man? That's your problem. She's like, I knew there was <laughs> – she was like, that, I knew it was always something about your ass. And I was like, I said, well, if that's the case, you can get out of my car then. And she's like, well, put me in. She's like, pull over, Dana. Pull. I said, y'all pull over. You can get the heck out. And so I was, I'm like, look, no, nah, I'm going to drop you off at your crib. And so we went back and forth. And she said, no, let me out the car. Let me out the car. She's trying to get out the car while it's still moving. And she was like a psycho. Actually, I can't even say she was a psycho because she was very much so like me, uh, almost like the female version of me. Not in, in history, I've never met another woman who was more like me than her, which is why we clash so much. Long, but do you, I mean, do you think I was, who was wrong in that situation, <laughs> Courtney? I mean, because she wouldn't let it go, I wouldn't let go, let it go. I just wanted her to rephrase the word, the, the term, and what are you, you laughing? Who was wrong was in sorry. that situation? Um, she she was wrong. I mean, she should have just let it go when she saw that you really wasn't feeling that word, but she kept going. So, yeah. right, and, and in, but and she did keep going. But in my defense, I could have let it go as well. And so, and I think this is a very valuable lesson to be learned here, because in that situation, each of us could have backed down, but I wasn't backing down, just like many of these men are not backing down. And so, in these types of petty situations, it was very petty. Both of us handled it in a petty manner, but it was what it was. What ended up happening? 
You understand that? That ended up making me look at her as being combative. And as you see, obviously, she didn't get wiped up and is still single to this day. You understand that? And that type of mentality, she might have, I mean, now we made up that same night. It wasn't like a huge, it was a huge deal, but we, we did make up. We ended up talking. We were cool. But we had many other battles like that, similar to that, going forward. And it's just, you know, eventually, obviously, I just said, you know what, I'm good. That's not my wife. So I just, you know, take from that what you will, ladies. You never will win those types of situations. And if your goal is to wait on the Lord for your king, there are very specific things that you can be doing, which we talked about all throughout tonight's show, that will help you let go of that combative nature, let go of the wall that is up, let go of the guard, letting go of the trust issues, the abandonment issues, whatever it is that you may be struggling with, because these men are not going to deal with that regardless how long you wait on the Lord. And more importantly, the Lord is not going to bless you with love as long as those issues are there because the word specifically says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. A good thing, a good woman is not a woman with the guard, the trust issues, the insecurities, the self-esteem issues, the attitude, the weeds. These are no one's no one's definition of a good thing. That's a that term is relative. So, I think we've talked enough for this evening. You guys, don't be psychos. Go ahead and order your T-shirts right now. I ask you. I appreciate it. Please and thank you. Write at trctoday.com. You will love them when they get to your doorstep. You know what I'm saying? You can rock them. You can upload your pictures on Facebook. A lot of people have already got them. For a limited time, when you get it, you are being also given a free copy of my two-disc CD, What Women Need to Know But Don't Want to Hear, which contains literally the best dating and relationship advice ever given. Okay? Get it. Get it all. Right? Courtney, thank you for being here tonight. Great show as always. All right? You're very welcome. Tomorrow we will be back live. I'm gonna play. A, I'm in a good mood tonight. I'm gonna play a little Whitney Houston to close us out. This is one of my favorite Whitney Houston, one of my favorite songs, period. But certainly one of my favorite Whitney Houston songs. You psychos don't judge me, and I will see y'all tomorrow night. Peace. Everyone falls in love sometimes it's wrong, and sometimes it's right. For every win, someone must fail. But there comes a point when, when we excel, yeah, yeah. Say, shoot, 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 shoot,
The way 